What up, throwbackers? It's your boy Kid Human here. I want to congratulate Phil on his nine-year anniversary. Thank you for having me as part of the show. Choppy J, keep up the good work with Phil. Love you guys listening every week, and have a good one. I'll be listening in spirit as I can't comment through the Facebook suspension. Well, well, well. It is I, the lyrical miracle. The sexual, intellectual, the cunning linguist. And the quintessential stud muffin, Joel. The only thing more insane than me giving your mom, your sister, and your girlfriend eight and three quarters inches in their ears is the insanity you've heard on turnbuckle throwbacks for the last nine years. Gertner, turnbuckle throwbacks celebrating nine years without getting thrown off the air. Nine years without not having any listeners. Nine years of trying to stay relevant. Congratulations. You guys aren't just doing audio good. You're doing audio well. Hey, Phil, this is Brell saying don't be a jockass and enjoy your ninth anniversary of Turnbuckle Throwback. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Welcome back to Worldwide Wesley. We saw his entrance at the beginning of the program, and now let's welcome to the ring the one and only Nature Boy. Oh, is it?
He's basking in the heat and the glory of a career unparalleled in all of professional sports. Nine world titles. Nine times I've been the man. And now I come back to WWF. And who do I see but Dustin Rhodes dropping elbows like Big Dust. I see Barry Windham wearing a belt I never lost. And then I see the 450 pound monster Big Van Vader calling himself the world champion. Well, isn't that a piece of cake when the real his coat, to take off his Rolex watch, and to walk that long immortal out. One more time, you Tony Schiavone, and all of WWW will say, to be the man, you have to beat the man and to you big van vader one more line being the man and staying the man are two different things Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining... I'm just, I'm just over it. I really am. Yeah, I'm over it. Like, fuck it. You know, whatever it is. I'm over it. <laughs> What's that? You hear me? We're live. We're live, pal. Yeah. So... So anyway, but yeah, like I said, so it's 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 kind of funny. We we talk a little bit of wrestling in pre-production, but we talk a lot about 
what the fuck is this thing do? Right, exactly. <laughs> How come this isn't working? Software, soft serve, same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to have to splice the audio on this. I'm just, I'm over it, man. I just, I, technology's not my friend. Technology is not my friend. And I, and I try. I, you know, I, I buy these programs. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm over it. If yeah. I call in, will it catch fire? Will everything catch fire? Probably. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's texting me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, uh, and big shout out to Rob. By the way, Elaine, great looking hair. Yeah. The locks. The, by the way. COVID hair. Locks COVID hair. Right COVID hair. Listen. The new tech team. We might as well. <laughs> At this point, we could be the new Oriental Express. <laughs> I'm Paul, wow. I'm Paul Diamond. What? Yeah, ring the bell, Rob. Oh, you can ring the bell. I'll pull diamond. I'll be Fuji. <laughs> I'll get my top hat. Fuji the stooge. Sorry, that's right off the top of the head. That's and great. I approve. Yeah, there we go. I approve. <laughs> okay, she's got the oriental stamp of approval. I'm about to say, I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah. Some, some of your best friends are white. <laughs> They're all right here. Ring the bell. <laughs> we found the bell. I. Uh, it, it was great. To, as soon as I walked in, I, you know, because I knew... I knew Matt Spock was going to be here, and, and Rob, I see it late. I'm like, look at that hair. <laughs> so, this is this is great. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I, I can't even. Uh, we haven't seen you since uh, that convention, the old school convention. Yeah. I yeah. I uh, 19. No, no, no. no. The MLW show last year. Yeah. Uh, right in. Uh, it was February. February before. Yeah. Yeah. I still blame Matt for that. Yeah, fuck that yeah. We'll be in it. We'll be in Philly tomorrow. At MLW. Yeah. Sold out. Battle Riot. I finally read the rules. I didn't know what the rules. I never saw one before. It's a it's a forty man like battle royal. You can win by pinfall, submission, or throw a guy over the top rope. They start with forty guys. I don't know. Let me let me look at the hold on. Let me pull the rules up again. Is that the world's largest Royal Rumble again? No, <laughs> sixty man. No, 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 no. They they should bring it back to World War Three. It's a mashup of Battle Royal, Royal Rumble, anything goes, Street Fight, Super Size Main Event, forty wrestlers, new participants every sixty seconds. There'll be surprises. There'll be legends. There'll be what the fuck entries, and there'll be no disqualifications. Eliminations by pinfall, submission, or by throwing your individual over the top rope. Anything is possible in a battle riot. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of really upset that I'm missing it. Because especially now, like, I looked. I was like, ah, fuck, man. I was like, I really need to go to a show. Yeah, I told, I told Steph, because she's not into wrestling. I said, you know, I said, you can uh, you can actually, we'll take an Uber from the hotel. So, you, so there's, a, there's a bar. There's, like, a lounge there you can drink. There's, like, a bar, you know? Yeah. They fixed up. They fixed the arena up pretty nice. It, 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 it yeah, it, it looks totally, like, not like what it used to look like. The only thing that's the same is the mural the mural in the bathroom. The, I, the, I remember Bowman, like, Bowman looking at it. He goes, holy shit, this place has changed big time. Yeah, man. It was, when I went, it was a bingo hall, and it, it, it barely fit a 1,000 people when I, when I was going. So. Well, I hope they, that you see that design that they have for the, the, the poster. Yeah. The promo, if they sell in a T-shirt, yo. Yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't carry fatty sizes, though, man. I'm like, oh. So I I gotta get I, I want to get something from the event though like when I see like see the G one thing I bought that poster specifically I knew I was taking a picture, and I was like all right but that but this thing might be big apparently it's I mean I know it's sold out because it, we haven't had any wrestling live in a while, but you know I, I'm 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 assuming it's gonna be good because they they've been plugging it and they you know there's a lot of good talent over there too so Davy Richards coming back yo Fox in there still. I love the Contra uh, unit yeah those yeah. guys are awesome yep. I love I love those guys. They're fantastic. 
Dario Coito's back uh, with his new name. Oh, uh, like Lucha that? Alliance thing, whatever they're doing, I guess. The what? It's supposed to be like uh, Lucha Underground. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> nah, it's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm, I just I just got back into Lucha Underground. I'm on the second season. I didn't. And I watched my, my son's like, you gotta watch the whole thing. I'm like, I haven't watched the whole thing. I'm like, I'm. we only got halfway through season two, so it's our favorite. It's 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 fun. This Fox uh, Lucha Underground Mark. Yeah. More than me. Oh, yeah. Really? Only since the first season. Ah, very nice. Yeah, and she got a good. Um, I wish they had it on DVD because we've met a bunch of them. On. We've met Brian or I met Brian Cage, but we met uh, Johnny. Well, Johnny Mundo on there. We met Taya. She was super nice to her. Yeah, I have a Prince Puma autograph. Um, Hammer's aunt worked. Uh, she, she she works at radio stations. She was doing like promotions, and he showed up at one of the events. And she's like, you know who? She calls me up. She goes. Who's Prince Puma? I'm like, that's fucking Ricochet. <laughs> she goes, who's Ricochet? I'm like, doesn't matter. So I got you an autograph. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Rick O'Shea. Yeah. Rick O'Shea. So. Lucha Bros. Yeah, I mean, Lucha Underground, I mean, it's produced by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. It's Yeah, it, listen, it was, when, when, when it came out on, uh, oh, I can't think of the name. What's the name of that TV channel? Uh, oh, it was El Rey. El Rey. Yeah, yeah. El Rey Network. Uh, yeah, that shit, that shit was, I never seen season three yet, but I know it's on Hulu. Oh, I think. Oh, it's, uh, we watched it on Tubi. Oh, Tubi. It's, that's what I, that's what yeah. I downloaded Tubi. Tubi. Yeah. I had to watch Tubi. Yeah, and if you look in season one, our boy Kevin Gill's all over like three Oh, gee. I, I, you know, I keep talking. Queen's Zone, by the way. The the crown prince of PMA, Mr. Kevin Gill, another friend of the show. He I, Every time I try to get him to call in, he's always he's floating around the country doing something. You know, last time I saw him was like 1997 in Castle Heights. I was watching some band called Born. They're from Queens, hardcore band from Queens, and he was plugging his one of his CD, the CD he put out, that one famous one he put out. That that uh, VOD seven inch, the still seven. Not the not the VOD. It was like a collab of all these bands. Oh, um, it had a red cover. I still have it somewhere in in, in storage, dude. Striving for Togetherness Records. Yes, um, it was SFT Records, but uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, but speaking of hardcore, Bandball just put out a. They're playing August 14th at Irving Plaza. Nice. So. Like, of Irving. course, I have to go. It's Saturday night. I have to go. I, I, I'm going to message Tori tomorrow. I was going to say, I know, but have you seen him? Yes, he looks He's great. Half a he went, he went, he totally went, like, he just, when COVID just t- basically stood in his house and worked out and didn't eat any meat or any kind of, da- any kind of like, uh, carbs, and he worked like an animal. His brother Dave is a bit, is, um, is, is, is a fit guy. When, yeah. I was hang- when, when, when I was hanging out with Dave, he was, um, he's a military guy, and Dave was always buff, but Hoya was just. Ah, I love Hoya. It's yeah, my he, boy. Said, he said he said he called Adam Blake and uh, Toby. He said he's yeah. in PA and I need some work on it. Adam Blake part. is into the, all that fitness shit, man. He he married that fitness chick, the Asian chick. So yeah, well, I saw that uh, Thompson Square Park video. It was so I'm, cause oh. I, I listen to his podcast pretty religiously, but he looks fucking amazing. He looks amazing. So, yeah, good for him. So good on him. So tell him I said that. Yeah, I would definitely, I definitely tell him. I'm gonna hit him up tomorrow or Sunday. And uh, but I'm glad his podcast is back too. So yeah, I just listened to um. Oh, who do you have on that? Because I, I had to, I had to catch up. Um, oh, what's his nuts? The dude from Doggy Dog, JC. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, JC from Doggy Dog. He had him on, and he had uh, I forget what. I, I have to look at the phone. I have to. The Straight Edge OGs one was a lot of fun with Richie. Yeah. And uh, Carl from Earth Crisis. They're and, playing um, with Strife and, and Snapcase. They're all sold out oh. already. They're all sold. All the they're all, except for Philly. The Philly shows have still. I'm not going down to Philly at all. I've I've seen Snapcase. I've seen Earth Crisis a million times. This is where Phil and I mark out about. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is like, but no, all jokes. It was um, it, it's it's a deal, man. It's it's um, it's it, it. The world is opening up again. I was having this conversation with Elaine before. 
Um, how we're still a little weary about different places, about uh, you know masking up, not masking up, because you know you know you just don't know, you know. And it's and it's all this information. It's, it's almost like it's overload, you know. So with this wrestling tomorrow, I'm like, you know, I'm worried, but I'm not worried, you know, because um, I'm not in New York. A, you know. B, it's Philly, and Philly, Philly, the, fan, the fans are awful, but the city's great. Don't get started with Philly with Elaine. What? <laughs> did we ever? Did we ever tell the story of what Elaine did in Philly? At the Chikara, at the Chikara oh show. So we went to. I got three tickets to a Chikara show. So it was myself, Elaine, Rob, and um, Kyoko. and Kyoko. No, and everything gimmicks, right? <laughs> so that was the day. That was side note. That was the day we asked Kyoko, "You want to go to a strip club?" And so she was like, well, now she wants to know what it is. And you, you like boys or like girls? She goes, I like both. I'm like, yeah. sign her up. <laughs> yeah. So we come, we come, we come out in the area. It's like it's like an industrial area, right, in Philly. And there's a some a fan must have made himself a, a, a Philadelphia Eagles bus, like a small little like school, almost like a school bus. We could take like you know like a party bus. Lane takes his gum out of his mouth and the Giants fan that he is ah. and puts the gum right on the Fuck truck. yes. Huge wad. too. Nice. Just like pump. I was like, all right, look at you. Yeah, I got Philly story. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen, I have, I, I love and adore the city of Philadelphia. I've been going down there since the mid-90s. I love the food, I love the culture, but the fans of the sports teams are absolutely miserable. We went to NXT a couple of years ago, and it was, was it Andrade and Gargano, right? Yeah, okay. Okay, they, and it was a spot where one of them really got hurt. They started chanting, you deserve it. 16 people, 16,000 people, you deserve So I'm like, you're fucking awful. <laughs> you're fucking awful. I was like, you guys are awful. Like, the guy really got hurt. He was, like, legit. He didn't mean to do that. That was a, just a, a, a botched spot, you know? Spinal stenosis. Spinal stenosis. Yeah. Spinal stenosis. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they, they're not known for their compassion. They're no. Philly. No. You boo Santa Claus. You threw ice at people. There, there was a jail in the old vet. There was a jail in the bottom of the old vet stadium. Yeah. I remember going to uh, yeah I remember going to a Mets game in in ninety or ninety one, Frank Viola pitched that so it had to be ninety or ninety one pitched for the Mets and I got UB Brooks back he was one hundred and seven years old, but I, I digress I digress, they there was um there were cracks in the in the artificial turf, so, so one of the guys Von Hayes the outfielder he refused to play because <laughs> the field was so messed up. <laughs> All right, so you know how the anniversary shows go. We don't really have a format except for the throwback. So everything's open. You know, we, I don't care about news. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to talk about the, uh, the, the the 50 top tag teams last week, but this guy decided to take a COVID shot and get sick. Yeah. So oh, good, good job, Jerkoff. I've never, I've never been sick like that ever in my life. It was so funny. Like, you know, you talk about like someone I was telling my uh, partner at work, he goes, oh, they say if you get sick like that, you had COVID before. I was like, I don't think I've ever had it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've, I was able to skirt it, but – I got the second shot last Thursday, and I tried to, I was like, I get a day off from work, so I'm like, great, you know, I'm going to play around the golf, I'll do the podcast that night, and there was, there was no shot of that ever happening. I was fucking bedridden. And Yeesh. Then, and then I was stuck in the doctor's office, my uh, stepson had to, uh, he was, uh, he had a low-grade fever, so <laughs> I was basically going back and forth, you know, in, inside the doctor's office for about four hours. I'm texting Phil, it started off with like... Hey man, I'm gonna try to make it down really, you know, as as quick as I can. Not feeling well, 
And then Stoner's like, can we zoom in? And then like <laughs> five minutes later, he's like, bro, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. And, I, and I felt guilty. I felt, and, and then that night, of course, I wake up like 11 o'clock at night. And now I'm wide awake and I feel around. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, you know, but at that moment, four o'clock in the afternoon, I, was, I, I wasn't moving. Well, you know who else got sick from their COVID shot, right? Who? Eric Clapton. I, I, <laughs> you got you to tell the quick story. I was telling I was telling the guys a uh, story about Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> and forgetting that's, you know, Mott's Box from fucking Wisconsin. And, you know, I was like, holy shit, that's right. Stevie Ray died over there. And the first thing he says is, should have been Clapton. <laughs> Unfucking believable. He, the dude walks in, smiling, hugging, introduced me to his beautiful wife, and all of a sudden he, hand, he hands me gifts, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, Eric Clapton. Fuck Eric Clapton. What? That yeah, was so what? fucking funny. What? Like, oh, slow so hand? Good. He did slow hand dirty? I'm like, get out of here, man. It was so funny, because it just came out of nowhere. I've never heard anybody have heat with Eric Clapton before. <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah. Nobody. What, what's 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 the no? Legitimately, I'm not, before I stop busting your balls again. What's the heat with with, with Eric Clapton? He's a ripoff artist. Of who? Of who? Of who though? Of who? From BB King and everybody before. No. Everybody bit off a blues guitarist though, man. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen got so good. Are you out of your mind? Well, they say the same thing about Stevie Ray Vaughan is that he actually ripped off Doyle Bramhill. Uh, he was a. He, he, they, they, they said that about him. His style. When, you know how Stevie Ray had this outlandish style? He said he stole it from him. Allegedly. But he would acknowledge it, which is the difference. Which is always Now, Eric Clapton has gotten better in his older age, but he was such a denier like Elvis. Like, oh, I never ripped off black people with my music. <laughs> Get the fuck out Ring that bell. Ring that bell. What the fuck? I mean, and if you, you do it, own it, Whoa. pay your homage, that's good, but... The views of Mott Spock do not... Do not, yeah, do not reflect the views of the yeah. Turnbuckle Throwbacks yeah. Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, was, Random Team Media, Shining Wizards Network, or Dark Satellite Media. It was Media. so funny. The, the rest of the world. Or the state of the New York. The rest of the world. Thank you, Lee. The state of New York. Or the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> but they, it was so funny. We were like, we were talking about first concerts, and I was like, and then the first thing I said, Eric Clapton. <laughs> Jay's first concert was Eric Clapton. I mean, I can't talk shit. Mine was Trickster Firehouse and Warren. So Fuck yeah. I got to say. Mine was Billy Idol. The, I love Fire the, 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 the Rock the Cradle of Love Tour. And a very young Faith No More. Singing the Nestle Crunch commercial as they opened up. Um, I, we're we're going to be getting a, a phone call from the... Uh, Bill, I believe he's on the West Coast. Uh, our uh, man on the street. Oh, Matt Squires, by the way. This this is on par with Matt Spock. He told us a joke before we got on the air. And it was so bad. We can't say it on the air. But Squires has a better one. Well, we know Eric Clapton's not a good babysitter. No. Hello, oh. sir. <laughs> Hello? Maddie? Uh, looks like Disco is not um, visit settings. Hold on a minute. Uh, see, this is what I'm saying. Like, we can't even fucking... Oh, that is so bad. This is joke. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. That's almost as, that's almost as bad. Matt, as... you there, buddy? No. I heard something. Matt, Hello? Help! Oh, I can hear you now. Jesus Christ! I, if it, 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 it uh, yeah, this, this dumps the fire. What's going on, brother? Thank you, sir. Part of the bankruptcy settlement. Get 
my god. The fucking we just want to celebrate. We're celebrating in style over here. The first hundred people that come out to the booth today is Man Rock, Mountain Rock Carpet. Can we have him call every week? Oh, hey yo, hey yo. What happened? What happened? This is Phil. Yes, sir. How are you feeling? What do we got? Eyebrow wax. Fantastic. I fucking love this. I only got a couple more. <laughs> 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 we all like being in the outdoors, so hey, I've got a 
Wow. Don, you're on fire, man. Don't bother dialing, buddy. You're off the hook. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, man. <coughs> Thank you. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Later. Oh, thank you, Matt. How the fuck do we top that? We can't top that. We can't. Well, I guess I smell the pizza. Like, yeah. definitely top that. Um, Garifo from uh, the Wizards shouting out to us. Happy anniversary, thank boys. You, Kevin. Thank you, sir. And uh, also Anthony from Ho- the Wizards. Hope to see you soon. Tony, rather. Oh, I didn't even see. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, boys. I'm skipped s- right on through. Yeah. It's um. Don't worry, Big Tony. I'll give back to my DDP by the, uh, by Monday, so I'll see you there in the Discord. Nice. <laughs> nice. After this week, I'm going to sure shit need it, too, by the way. So. Uh, I took yeah. a lot of a merry uh, food tour and Ghostbusters tour today of New York. Oh, man. So we need to get a pizza. Nice. Double thumbs, thumbs up. up. Double thumbs up. You guys can grab some slices, man, if you're hungry. We, uh, that was awesome. God, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Is coming in with the fire. Holy shit. And real was... quick, we were uh, we were talking about cheese curds earlier. I'll be remiss for not mentioning my wife would like to say that uh, Wisconsin cheese made with Idaho milk. <laughs> so, just don't tell my mom that because she will crawl through this thing and beat her asses. But I'm am just saying, you know, can you imagine if you took that cheese from where you guys are and put it on New York dough? Mm. We'd have the perfect pizza, like perfect pizza. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We got some we got some good guineas out here making some fresh mutts, but yeah, it's the... not it's not Wisconsin cheese, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's some good shit right there. This is very true. I mean, I, I, I guess it would it would be pretty good, but you can't beat that fucking. How did they say mozzarella? Whatever it is, mozzarella. Mozzarella. I can't. Yeah, not mozzarella. I hey say, man, you want some mozzarella? I say mozzarella. No, it's not mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. It's mozzarella. Fresh mutz over here. Fresh. Fresh mutz over so, here. But uh, yeah, that's Squire's coming in, fucking flying off the handle over there. Insane. Holy shit. Nine so, years, Phil. You ever think you get this far? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. Well, we're glad you did, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate it. You guys have you guys have any favorite episodes? You've been listening for a while now. You have any, like, something that, because I, I, I mean, I, I, we have 400 now, 12 of them, so it's, like, it's hard to, you know, but, I mean, it's, I mean, there's so many that we did that we had fun with, you know. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, Rob's like, yeah, we've had some fun. <laughs> my my favorite to go back was uh, Phil mentioned it like one of the first shows I was on about Dusty's Gorilla. So that that was when Dusty's I went Gorilla. back when I went back to that one. That one that was, was a great one. That's a good one. I know it's recency bias, but that fucking Fale interview was fire. Yeah. I was and it was for me. It was I was I mean just to break down the fourth wall. I usually if I don't catch it live Friday, I usually take it on my walks. And I was having a really nice walk that day, just listening to that interview, losing my fucking shit in the middle of the woods. It, it, it was, was awesome. It was funny because we tried to get him on for the anniversary, uh, for the 400th episode, and there was a time difference, a big time difference. He wasn't even home, he was in Japan. 
So Rob was like, and now this is all Rob, by the way. This is Rob's baby. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So he, so now he brings me into the conversation, and and it was just like, I was like, I'll, whatever, man. Whatever you, you know, whatever you need. I'm like, he doesn't. Re- I, I don't think, and I, I'm saying to myself, I don't think he realizes, like, how they're, they're big right now, man. They're, they're doing really big things over He's there. He's the one that offered. He's like, yeah. He's like, would you mind if I go on the podcast? I'm like, fuck yeah. Would, would, he, would I mind? Are you kidding me? It's, we thought we'd be imposing on asking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's. I mean, even even when we met him uh, a little while back, it was like we couldn't and we couldn't stay because these idiots got Kaiju big battle tickets. Awesome. Um, but um. Never. I'll do it again. Ne- never again. Ne- my brother, my brother Mike's, my brother Mike's still talking about it. By the way, anime Mike's still talking about it. Now, if we were sitting down, it would have been a little better. But standing up after a huge fucking day, T- and, and, we, and that meal we had, we all f- oh, Jesus, we had, we ate so much food that night. And Folly wanted us to stay for sushi. He's like, you guys, stay- what do you mean you're not staying? I'm sorry, sorry, I'm and sorry. His student from Australia is like, oh yeah, big, Kaiju Big Battle's awesome. Yeah, Big Battle, my balls. <laughs> Fucking terrible! It's awful. Uh, it stinks, and I don't like it. My, one of my favorites was another anniversary show with uh, Kurt Fuller on. Yes, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, I can't believe we got you got him again. Like the that oh. the, when when Phil Phil sent me that video. Who was it? You I that sent? I, I emailed them from my old thread when we were emailing them like four years ago. Did not reply with the word. He just replied with the video. That's amazing. <laughs> oh man. It's insane. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, and and it's funny, like even like when when I seen Spock for the first, you know, like it's it's amazing to put. I mean, I I haven't been on Facebook. I I go on and off, but like to put a face to the name is is amazing because we 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 talk on and off here and there. And by the way, <laughs> Zoom Spiracy is gonna fly off the fucking handle because I think it's gonna happen because we were, down. we were talking, yeah. So I and I think we're gonna get, we're gonna get Robin because we do we do Phil doesn't want a part of it. <laughs> I he, don't. Please explain. But he doesn't want a part of it. But we do need a grounded level. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm moderated. Yeah, I was you, just you, gonna and say. And you jerk offs can do, go all, your, all, all night. <laughs> it, the pro, The problem is, is like it's you're gonna have a. Not, not, I don't care about the strong opinions. That's that's not the issue. The issue is you're never gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's the pro, that's the that's the the real problem because I can't tell you. I, I, Jay has been. I this. I'm now. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am. Beyond blessed that Jay, we brought, when we brought Jay on, the reason why we brought Jay on was because we first we loved him and we loved his his, his enthusiasm for what we're doing. A and B, he was going to be the third option in case I didn't want to go or Chops didn't want to go. We, we, we like you know like do like a demolition rule, you know, a free bird rule, you know. But obviously, right now that's not the case, and he just stepped in and, and he absolutely killed it, and, it, and it's a different vibe. But it's. I am so appreciative. So, but there's there's nights where he's got like I got something to say, <laughs> and like so now and and now I'm supposed to go out afterwards. So now, steps like what, what happened tonight? I thought you guys were in there early. I'm like, went long. Nah. nah, we went long tonight. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I, I gave I gave Phil the the head. I was like, yeah. I was like, I got no work tomorrow. We can go long. He goes, oh great. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's like, and it's not even like a bed. No. It's not bad. It's just. It's just like it's. It's funny. It's funny. He gets his point across. And like, well, like I said, I mean, it, and it's it's like it's that feeling of I got an outlet, like you know, and and because yeah. me and Spock were messaging earlier this week, <laughs> like going back and forth, and like and I, you know, we was I was just like God, and then like I tell Phil, it's like a it's like a uh, it's like a valve that gets choked up sometimes when they when I open it, it comes sometimes just flies right on out. 
So I'm choke your valve. Shaylin says uh, her favorite episode was Grell Lives episode. <laughs> when we and also when we watched Melville's Bard. Oh. At the same time. Oh my God! There's so many. Um, the uh, Bruiser Brody episode is one of my favorites. Dave Milliken was my favorite. The, the Ace of Belts. Maybe one day I'll get I'll get enough money we can make me a TV title. Um, there's so many though. We had Little Egypt was fun. A uh, couple of the Christmas parties that we had were really fun. Yeah, the, uh, to me, my my first Christmas party. Jesus. That one, that one was so funny. Yeah, there was. I had so much fun. There, there was an episode where we had we Choppy tells a story about about he Choppy is he has a phobia of special people. Okay. <laughs> He's just a jerk off. Yeah, he's just a jerk off. He can't, apparently he can't, in public, he can't function if he sees challenged people, right? So he's in a restaurant with his wife and the kids and whatever, and he sees there's a, there's a, there's a, a group of people and there's, you know, and they were like drooling and all that. I mean, it's their condition. Choppy said he was so grossed out about it that he couldn't eat. So now, of course, I bust his balls because Choppy's a jerk off, right? <laughs> so... And but, he, like the tears in his eyes, like he couldn't even like he was laughing so hard, and that's the whole point of doing this. It's like you know you you get like um you get to the point where we just like when Squires calls in, it's like it's a, it's a treat. Yeah. That's why I don't let him call in all the time because it it would it, it wouldn't be genuine. You know I don't know. I disagree. That was I mean I don't know if he could he could pull it off every week. That's fucking beautiful. He he can, but I I feel like if we let him do that. Then it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna wear itself out. Yeah, you got to do it special That's occasions. So awesome. You know, you got to do it special occasions. You know, but it's great that you guys can. I'm so dude. I didn't even, when you when I found that you were coming, I felt, I kind of felt bad because I didn't know there was like we couldn't prep anything. Like I couldn't. There was so much going on that you know I was when did I when when did uh, you tell me like May right? You told me May or cause, yeah, June or something like because I had just look, my grandmother died in April and I was coming back from Florida. And then, like, I, I want to say, so May probably, like, right after that. Yeah, because I, like, I, mean, I didn't want to tell you, oh, yeah, I know your grandma did just die, but hey, by the way, I'm coming Hey, by the way, I'm coming in, and I was like, oh, man. Well, what better way to say it, right? I mean, yeah, it's, I mean yeah. And like I, I said. while you're down, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to fuck with you. Yeah, so, by the way. So. Nah, but it was like even, but I, I know at that point, we, we were saying we were going to have it at, at Steph's and, and, and what have you, you know. And I even offered to, to do it at my place, and, and, you know, and this is. Logistically, this does make much more sense. I mean, we didn't plan on running into technology hurdles, but we never, we never um, plan on running. What, into what kind of plug does she have? What kind of, what kind of, what kind of phone you got, babe? Is it a C? Is it a C? Because uh, there's, there's a, there's an Android plug. There's an Android uh, wire on the floor right there. It's red. There, right there. Go ahead. No, I got one right there. It's right next to her bag. It's right next to. It's on, it's on the floor under the tray. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just that I'm fat and lazy. That's pretty much it. Is that, is that the same kind? It's the phone's pretty old. Is it? Yeah, you go, and it's a fast one too, so you get all nice and charged up in an hour. This is why she's my substantially better half, by the way. Don't every, we all behind every it? every man is a good yeah. man is a great woman, man. As Rob it. can attest, about six times she saved my ass just today. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. He almost died in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Look both yeah, ways, Spock. Look both ways. She ain't wrong. Yeah, it's a different way of life here, man. I'm I'm dying to come out by you guys, though. Yeah, I I'm, would. I'm dying to come out there. You guys are always more than welcome. I know, man. Yeah. I can't wait. I have a couple of fights I have to burn from JetBlue, so I might I might do that. 
And it I would t- like to go back down to see um, Greg wrestle. So, I mean, he's only about an hour. He's where he's wrestling. only about an hour and a half from us. So. We should plan around that and go see. He, yeah. he was so we, we saw him in Chicago. We had, we Greg Crona Jones came out with us that night to to to, to be dubs. He's a really good kid, man, and I'm glad he's doing his thing. He 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 conditioned himself. He worked out, went to the school, got the training. And now he's like the people, kids are making signs for him. And, oh, yeah, dude, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, he's got his own T-shirt now. He's all like he's you know he's he's badass now. Yeah, we're gonna. I want to have him on the show. Actually, I want to have him come on. But, but of um, course, though, I go down there, of course, in the next week, it's like, oh, yeah, it was my debut. It was next week. I'm like, mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how far are you from him? Less than an hour and a half. I mean, it's a real jump. That's gym. the Illinois border, right? Yeah. Right? Okay. But, I mean, we're in the Midwest. I mean, an hour and a half is like going to the fucking grocery store for us. So, I mean, it's true, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm about to say, I'll show you how yeah. sheltered I am. Everything in the, like, everything, like, west of... I, I want to say like Pennsylvania is Midwest to me. <laughs> that's true because that's true because I, I I vacationed in Pittsburgh a couple of years, right? I'm sorry. No, yeah, it was, exactly. it was, I love Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. As a matter of fact, I almost moved to Paoli, Pennsylvania, because when I was working for Transcare, they had an, they had an office out there, and the girls at the time they wanted me to go. I was like, that, I could have I could have been making um, New York money in Pennsylvania for the time. It was like 2003. So um, I, a vacation in Pittsburgh. Few times, and then one year when I was out there it was the year of the the blackout, two thousand and three. I missed it by three hours. I got I, as soon as I got the PA, the the, the city shut down because of the, the power outage. Um, so when I got when we, we drove to Cleveland, and uh, that was like two hours. I'm like, really? We're only two hours from Cleveland? Yeah. My buddy was like, yeah. I'm like, that's great. And the whole thing was fucking terrible. <laughs> but still, I want still my favorite baseball stadium. PNC is a beautiful. PNC is my favorite park. It's got. It had a microbrewery in it. Yes, yeah. Okay, Primanti Brothers is amazing. They put French fries and coleslaw on the sandwiches. How do you, how do you not beat that with a stick? You know what I'm saying? Huh. But the microbrewery. I know Jay's not with the with the not not with the alcohol right now. But um, they make their they make their own beer. Uh-huh. Iron City, and it ha- and it's it's there and it's really good. Like it's 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 solid. It's a, it's a good beer. Um. And what else is there that I like? There's a bunch of shit that I like. There's such a, it's it's, a, it's my favorite park. It's my favorite park by by far. That yeah, and, and, then, and everyone's. I mean, being from Milwaukee, Pittsburgh's a very blue collar town. It is. Yeah. I mean, so people were very welcoming there. I mean, I've gone to other cities, <coughs> Wrigley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't as welcomed. I mean, granted, we were a bunch of drunken assholes, and I don't know how we get our asses whooped, but but everyone was Pittsburgh was super nice. What's up, Roberto? Uh, Shane says another favorite episode is when film choppy. And everyone on the chat were fan casting the upcoming Hogan bio. Oh. oh, that was funny. See, when we were in Chicago, the Cubs were on the road, so we went to go see the White Sox. Guaranteed rate stadium. Right, guaranteed rate stadium. And it, but we had a good time that night. But well, we almost died. We almost died that night, yeah, too. But we almost died that day. We guys were falling asleep back in the car driving to the south side of Chicago. <laughs> but we, um, I got to tell you, though, it was a fun town, and... We that poor waitress hated us in Giordano's when I t- when I told her yeah you have a really good casserole. <laughs> she was like, "How do you like my pizza in New York?" I'm like, "It's a casserole. <laughs> it's good." The best was X. He was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he was like, he reminded me who's that um that character from Fast Times Spicoli. Uh, Spicoli. That was that was X. X was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Yeah, man, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was just a fucking casserole." You don't. In New York, we don't fucking cut pizza with a fork and knife. You eat it like that. You, eat it, you fold it. If you can't fold it, it's a fucking casserole. Well, now, Mrs. Spock, this is this is uh, your first time having New York pizza. Correct. 
She says cor- correct. So uh, where, where do we rate it compared to what we're used to? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten, ten out of ten. Ring that bell. And Ring where, that and bell. Where, and where'd you order from? Dominico's? Dominico's. Or? Yeah, yeah Dominico's man. Is, Dominico's is prime. Chicken, buffalo chicken. I think I'm going to yeah. grab a slice right now. You guys keep checking yeah. out. pizza. You got it, Wayne? Um, Thank you. But uh, for you baseball, marks. remember uh, the Brewers started at 13-0 in uh, 1987? I'm sure Bill's probably the one that even remembers that. Yes, yeah. But my, uh, my dad took me down for game 13 in Chicago at the old Comiskey. Oh. Horrible fucking, horrible fucking area. But uh, my dad's half in the bag. It's um, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. My dad gets on Good Morning America, all fucking drunk, talking how the Brewers can go 162 and all. Thank you. I, I, I'm trying to find this clip, but I mean, uh, it was. I mean, once you meet my dad, you're like, oh, that's where you get it from. Well, I, so, I, so being that this is a wrestling podcast, we should say, oh. we should ask, what's your earliest wrestling memory? That's, you know, like the first match that you remember. I mean, I know what, what, what our throwback is. It's kind of close to where mine is. That's a, I'm the, with the old men in the room, Lily and I. That's why. My first actual memory is not a match, but I remember it was uh, Jimmy Superfly Schnooka jumping off of, um, not off the cage, but just uh, jumping off into somebody and splitting his head open. I remember it was like on broadcast TV. But my first real match was really, I mean, was WrestleMania three. Kind okay. of catching that okay. was kind of my start. And then I was kind of start stop because we didn't we didn't have cable or anything uh-huh. growing up as a kid, so everything I knew was from magazines. Okay, like same I always yeah, joke around yeah. that like uh, Jerry Lawler was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid, and I'd never seen a match of his. Well, I was just gonna say which yeah. now because because this, this actually would be a great thing. Is was that style like obviously WWF is yeah. its own thing, but like you didn't get much Jim Crockett, but did no. you did you get more AWA? Did you get more? We, I guess we did, but for some odd reason, we never saw it. Like, I've got a good buddy of mine. He's only a year older than me. Loved AWA. I yeah. mean, listen, he, but, I mean, it was one of those things where you had to have your TV in a certain part of the house. Yeah. <laughs> you had to have the antenna in a certain, so it was only channels, which is weird because, I mean, they're based out of Minnesota, but they didn't really have really much good TV. So, I mean, we got WWF Saturday Night's main event. Yeah. Um, And then my babysitter had cable, so then we get to see TBS. So that's where I kind of got exposed to that stuff. So I, I, I thought, I thought maybe like you said, like you would get the Memphis, the CWA, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but, that, was, but that was just through the magazine. Yeah, it was literally through. Oh, I mean, I would walk to the gas station, which was I know it sounds funny, but two and a half miles uphill both ways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from from my house, and, and I would just sit there and read. And I mean, I couldn't afford magazines. I was you know thirteen year old kid. And, I yeah. Mean, um. But yeah, it was Jerry Lord just reading in the magazines. And oh reading, shit! So that's no what people actually read magazines, but. But this is starting to get into my wheelhouse because I mean, SummerSlam '90 was the first first pay per view I ever bought myself. So. Uh huh. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, and that Hogan Warrior from WrestleMania Six was like the first program I saw like develop itself. Mm-hmm. So like the whole time. So. Yeah, so it's it's always like a funny thing. Like uh, I talk about it with the Queen all the time. Like she she was a big fan of the Attitude Era, you know, like. Uh, you know, she loved Triple H, like, I mean, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. And uh, The Rock or whatever, like, she's still amazed to see The Rock, you know, as an actor, like, where she still thinks of him as a uh, as a wrestler, which she doesn't mind looking at him now, I guess, you know, because he's right. 80 pounds more muscle. and uh, But he, uh, but it's always like a fun thing. Like, my first memory was always, I, for, for some reason, was... I, I had the T-shirt from WrestleMania Five. I ne- I never went to WrestleMania Five. Nobody I know went to WrestleMania Five, 
But my mother's good friend had uh, went down in AC that weekend and just knew that I liked wrestling and nice. gave me that shirt. And it was Hogan and Macho Man on, on the shirt. And then, for some reason, like that's where my memory picks up. Like I don't remember. I and obviously all the matches, WrestleMania three, everything right. before that, I remember. But through through my eyes, the first thing I remember seeing is Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, going, "What is this thing?" But I must have watched wrestling before that. Right, I was kind of the same thing. Like I have memories and stuff like that. But what I really, what really resonated with me is after my parents split up, uh, my mom and I every Friday night she would rent a, a wrestling tape and we'd get fried chicken and taco salad and watch wrestling. I remember. Yeah. Uh, we watched um, Hogan and uh, Bossman in the cage. Uh-huh. It's the first time I ever saw someone slammed off the cage. Doesn't matter. It's Greg Gordon. So yeah. I was, and, at, I was at that show. And both my mom and I marked the fuck out. It was a Saturday matinee show, yeah. which they really, which he hardly ever ran. And Hogan, Hogan with a with a you know a, a, an obscure top rope uh, suplex, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Top of the cage. Top of the cage. The blue yeah. cage too. Yeah. 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 The old blue cage. Yeah. And then um, the reason when I found out wrestling was fake was shortly thereafter. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? Was, oh. I was shortly to say. Um, it was when uh, Earthquake squished uh, Jake the Snake's uh, snake, and my mom's like, you know that's not real. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, up, like, I figured out Santa Claus may or may not be real when I was like five. What? In wrestling, I started to question when I was like 14. Yeah. So, yeah, I was that kid. I remember, like, I remember my cousins and, like, neighbors telling me, like, you know, that stuff's not real, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And then deep down inside going, I think it's real. <laughs> real to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it, was, it was the kids talking on the bus. You know, I was bus to school and everything. It was, that's really kind of where it all started. And I'm, I'm very fortunate. Obviously, I'm biased. But Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Chicago has a great Hot wrestling bed. history. Hotbed, yeah. Absolutely. Minnesota. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'm starting, as I start to make friends within the, the business in the area, kind of some of the older guys kind of digging into the history and everything. So yeah. it's I'm very, very fortunate, I mean. So, I mean, you go to Wisconsin, I mean, um, and there's a show every weekend. Yeah. Well, I know, and I know, because I, I don't know if I've asked Rob that, but I, I, I think I've asked you that. And I know you're, like, recent, correct? Like No. No? Oh, probably oh. from uh, as, as long as I can remember things. Uh-huh. And Lincoln probably verify. We probably watch WWF religiously every week on TV, but never got any of the pay-per-views because our Asian parents didn't want to spend money for it. So we either watch it scrambled or wait three months till Coliseum Video releases it and we go to Blockbuster Video. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I remember going to like... Blockbuster Video. Yeah, yeah. Or video to go. Was our local we, had via, we had video on the move. We had Captain Video and Flash Video. Um, well, our, our, I think our uncle or aunt in Nassau County had like the Royal Rumble, the second Royal Rumble, and we watched that one time. And that's like probably one of my earliest pay-per-view memories. My earliest pay-per-view was a videotape of WrestleMania two. It was my godmother and my aunt Joanne. She had uh, she worked in she was a court stenographer, and she had a friend who had cable. We didn't get cable in, in, this, in, in the five boroughs until like 1990, 89, 90. But they had cable in the suburbs forever. You guys had cable way before we did. I mean, not, not you guys personally. I mean, your, your, your counties had cable way before we did. Um, but that's where I fell in love with I mean, I, I mean, I saw wrestling. My first memory was uh, six. Uh, there was two channels, uh, Fox, Channel 5, and WOR. Uh, Channel 9, which is ran out of Secaucus, New Jersey. And they would run 
wrestling all weekend. Hmm. Six o'clock at night wrestling was all star wrestling. It was called it was Town Nine, and the the opening was Hogan winning the title hmm. from Sheik, uh-huh. and it was like and new, and it was like just not not even Hogan because I hate Hogan. Just the hype they would play. I had a tiger, and but my first memory was Doctor D David Schultz. And Piper beating up on some jobber. That was like my, my earliest memory waiting. Because I was a latchkey kid for a couple of years. My mom worked the weekends. And when her husband was a, well, her second husband was a douche and he would be on his binges, I'd be in the house with my sister and I'd be, you know, lock up the doors and just watch TV all day. But I remember that, that vividly, just that, that getting that tape. She wouldn't even give me the tape. She, I had to go to her house and watch it because it was like they wanted the tape right back right away, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I ran I, after school. I went home. I got dressed. I got redressed. Went right to her house, and I sat down on her couch, and I, I was, like, mesmerized. It's my, it's, it's my favorite WrestleMania. It's not the best WrestleMania. It's my favorite WrestleMania of all time. Um, but there's, you know, and then the magazines, like like, like Matt said, I, I would get every one of them. There, yeah. was, there were three at the time. It was PWI, yeah. Inside Wrestling, and the, and the Wrestler. The Wrestler is the one I remember. Too. All the same <laughs> all the same publication, <laughs> just different just different articles. Yeah. Right? Um. But he was right. There was some. There was there was wrestlers in there that you just like. You, I, I was like, who's Eddie Gilbert? You know, like who's Gary Albright? Who's, who's Colonel De Beers? Yeah, who's Colonel De Beers? Like you know, <laughs> and I knew Sergeant Slaughter because he was in GI Joe. You know, it was like all right. But you know, who was Al Perez? You know, like that shit. And uh, when Vince started cherry picking everybody, I'm like, I didn't, I had no idea JYD. I mean, I knew JYD was in the mid south, but when he when he came here, I'm like, why isn't he more popular? In, in the magazine, he was like, he was oh, he was the he was the man, you know. He came here, he was grabbed them cakes, and you know, another one bites the dust. I was like, All right, whatever. <laughs> whatever that is, but you know, but I I could just uh, it's never left me, never left me. You know, it's. I can't get out of my, I couldn't get out of my system. How fast were the turnaround times from when the pay per view airs till they get to tape? I forgot. Uh, at least three to six months. Yeah. 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 And you had to pay a, a premium. It was like, if you wanted to buy the tape, it was like, I remember buying WrestleMania. It was like 60 bucks. Yeah, no. I took yeah. like birthday money. I was like, yeah. I bought like one of my first bur- tapes I purchased was that and one of the PWI tapes. Um, like the best of the Great American Bash. Just. Excuse me, just clips of just different matches and stuff like that. So I remember doing that. That that would deter. But oh, and you waited for it, man. It was the same thing. It was the same. You waited for it. You waited for it, and you was just all week. You waited for it. Well, that I mean, that's kind of like what it is. Is like it's it's the idea of like my mother always used to watch soap operas, and this is all this is. It's just soap operas, just a little bit more nerdier. You know, but it but it's with simplistic stuff, and like we'll talk about it with the throwback. But like the 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 storylines made sense, like yeah. it everything about it made sense, and you know, and I, and I guess that's like where you can kind of draw the line with today's storylines per se, and 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 back then is that it's a little bit it's a little bit more convoluted now, whereas this is a little bit. I mean, we're, we're watching right now Virgil against DiBiase. This storyline was going on for how long? Close to a year, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, yeah. And granted, it's a, it's a, it's a nothing it's a nothing storyline per se, but you know, it was it was filler. It's a liberation of a man. Yes, this is true That's with Piper. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, like I, you know, same thing with me. Like I, I, there, there was video of me. 
for my sister's um my sister's what do you call that christening uh there's a video of me watching and axe is you know well smash i'm sorry smash is on the screen and and granted this is before i had glasses so i'm watching the old tv screen with my face up against the because i couldn't see a goddamn thing god god forbid my parents would have paid attention to me and maybe see that i couldn't fucking see anything um but uh I, obviously i was watching it then and i must have been like i said northeast you know cartoon characters you know um you know like i was drawn to that and it, and it's still and and now to the to this day like we we were talking about it with the macho man elizabeth's like there's even moments of you know where it's stuff that's real and then now even 30 years later you're like oh man i remember how this made me feel 30 years ago you know that 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 stuff i still love the knock on me from some of my peers that do all the shows and um and some of my friends is that I can't let go of the nostalgia, right? And I'm like, there's, I think everybody has that that piece of them, no matter what it is. It could be music, could be anything. So, you know, there's a piece of you that'll never let go of what made you feel good when you were younger. That's the bottom line. You know, there's not, like, I can, it, it's weird because I can remember stuff from 30 and 40 years ago, but I can't remember what I had for dinner last Tuesday. <laughs> you know, and I, and I say that a lot, but it's the truth. Like, I was, my grandma, when my grandma passed away, we, 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 we were all leaving the hospital, like, 4 in the morning. We were all saying goodbye and all that. And we go to a, a Wawa in the middle of Fort Lauderdale, like, 4 in the morning, right? We're in the parking lot. And, and, and my aunts were talking, my mom and all the siblings. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. You were wearing a green sweater, and you were going on a date that night. Now, my aunt's 10 years older than me. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you and Richie, you had a date that night when you guys would, when grandpa said so-and-so. And she's like, you remember that? I said, I remember how you smelled, like, your perfumes. I remember... Uh, what, how grandma kept her bedroom. I remember, like, stupid shit. remember just taking all your albums and p- put them on a record player. Like, I, just, I was I was amazed by album covers. I was, they used to roll their blunts on, uh, their, their weed on them, too. Because they used to break up the seeds with them. But I would, I was infatuated with, with album covers. Like, my aunt had, like, and she was into punk, so I had, like, Minor Threat, B-52s. But then she had all the mainstream shit, like, Foreigner and fucking Meatloaf and whatever, right? But I just remember, and my Aunt Teresa was looking at me like, I can't believe it. I was like, yeah, and you had this picture on your wall, and, I, and, 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 and you had a clown statue on your dress, and she was just like, like tears in her eyes, right? So when I do this with wrestling, like you brought up the boss man, I remember I called out of work. I was 15 years old. I was working in a sporting goods store. I called out of work. The boss like, I need you to come in. I'm like, I'm, I can't. I got tickets to wrestling. He's like, if you go to wrestling, you, know, you, you, you might not have a job when you get back. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And it was because a matinee show, and as I got older, I appreciated matinee shows more because I was going to CBs. Yeah. But like matinee wrestling shows were ne- were not a thing. So when you when they, when they happened, it was a, it was it was going to be special. You knew it. So okay, I'm getting a and I, I got there. I'm getting a cage match. Fuck out of here! Hell yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get five for my job. I don't care. I'm 15 years old. But yeah, did that's why I'm still doing this nine years later because it's it's I this stuff is so good. And and we dedicated the show to Uncle Boogie. I remember him just, just going to visit him a couple years ago. Who writes this shit, he tells me now. Who writes this shit? And I'm like, and I had to explain to him how it worked, and he was horrified. <laughs> he was horrified. I said, yeah, it's not it's not Tito Santana teaming up with Ivan Putzkin anymore, Uncle Boogie. You know what I'm saying? But he um he understood the nostalgia is, is, what, is what brings you back. And, and just like I can remember watching these and where I was, who I was with, what I was eating. And it was like... 
it, it was good. It was and it was wholesome too. There was no worries in the world. We didn't have bills. We didn't have families. We didn't have fucking COVID. We had AIDS, but no one's no one was you know no one's promiscuous or doing drugs at that point. We were still too young. So it was like you had these. You know, just these feels, man. It's just, it's the best feeling in the world. You can't like I'm watching this now, and I'm like, I and I couldn't stand these. Two, well, I couldn't stand any of these guys at one point, but <laughs> but you were like, all right, you know, just the crowd, the pop of the crowd, and this is, and I'm not, I'm, I'm being New York biased, but every time it was a New York pay per view, it was insane. Like I can remember just being, I, I remember being at twenty WrestleMania twenty with Tank, and it was like, whoa, like the pop when Triple H came back from his injury. I was there for that. The pop was insane. Um, I was at the first ECW reunion at in 05, the one night stand. Mm-hmm. It was insane, and we 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 go to Hammerstein every year, and it was like it wasn't, and, and it's loud. Wasn't that loud though? Mm. As Augie comes out to visit, and runs back in his room. <laughs> I told you he was gonna come out and scoop everybody out. Um, but um, now, Jay, I don't remember. Did you fall out of wrestling like I did, or I I. Not yes and no. I, I, I fell out of it probably the ruthless aggression era. Okay. Um but that's just probably due to doo doo. Uh that's hmm. probably due to um you know, just I was eighteen at yeah. that time, so I was just getting into adulthood. Uh I never went to college, so like that's just me figuring out life or what have you. I was I was dating a girl back then. Like she she didn't she actually loved Oh, you know, she said at the time that she liked watching wrestling, but she probably didn't. But uh, but I also just kind of that's where I fell out a little bit. But then I probably picked it back up. Um, I would say late two thousands. You know, yeah. I I wasn't gone long. It's funny. I guess, I guess that probably everybody goes through maybe a little bit of that stage, except Phil. Yeah, I started my career in the early like late nineties, and I what I would do is I would just set the VCR up. And have these eight-hour tapes, yep. and just tape Raw and SmackDown, ECW, whatever was on. T- and then I had a I had a hot box, a illegal cable box. I used to call it Phil Preview, uh-huh. and I and I would bootleg. They used to have TNA had weekly pay per views, yes. and I would tape those, you know. Um, and it would, and at one point in my life, it was just background noise, like I like today. I was cleaning up, anticipating a visit, right? And this place was a pigsty, so I'm cleaning up, and I'm and I'm and I got. Great American Bash on the back. It's just it's background noise. Once in a while, I can't sleep. I'll just throw wrestling on. It just it's just it's my mistress. It never leaves me. It makes me mad. It makes me happy, like a woman, right? But it's my and and it'll never leave me though. That feeling never leaves me, and I, and I just can't. You know, that picture on the wall was one of the greatest days of my life because it was the definition of what it is to be a true wrestling fan. And to have that experience, you're in Madison Square Garden, and it was the great. It was like it was almost like a regular WWF car from back in the day, but it's magic. You go to the garden, it's magic. It used to, it, 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 at one point, it was the mecca for basketball. It was the mecca for everything, Sinatra, Billy Joel, whatever. But the WWF, Hulk Hogan, those guys. Saw, Bruno San Martino sold out the garden more times than than Billy Joel and fucking Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. That building, that day, you, Muzz, my cousins, my brothers, Nick, my real brother, Nick, yeah. Nick. I mean, it was just like my son. Look at my son. Like, mm. 
every day I come out of my room, and that's 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 specifically why it's there, because it makes me reminds me of of what it is still to be a fan, um, and to appreciate it, and to suspend your disbeliefs, and to be that way, um, at my age, when it's not catered to my demographic anymore. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But my son is like a teenager now, and he's like, now he's salty. Yeah. <laughs> he was salty when he was eight. These guys know about, you know. But now he's real salty. He's like, like he was mad because the the show that you're going to on Sunday, he, you can't bring streamers. <laughs> he sent me a link yesterday. I was like, well, I said, because this one used to take him to Party City and get him fucking streamers for the, for the, for the Hammerstein shows. Right, so now he's like, I can't. I'm like, I would. I, are you going to that show? I'm like, no. He goes, good, because I, I couldn't go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to go to that. I'm like, why? He goes, look. <laughs> shows me the link. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sit down, Mark. Yeah. So I told him, I'll sit down. I just, I, that's exactly what I te- texted him. I sent him this clip. So it's like <laughs> I can't, you know. But um. But it's funny. Is like this is something that has always uh, not been in my life with um. A, I guess an outlet or a community. Yeah. I, I always watched it alone. I always watched it alone, and yeah. I, you know, and something like this, like you would, like spotting a wrestling fan, like at a bar or something. You would look and go, "Oh shit, you like you? Oh shit, look at that! Look at that!" That time fan. I met Jay. Yeah, I was dating this chick, and her ch- the chick's best friend is Jay's cousin, Jay's first cousin. So I'm at this barbecue, and all day it's like nine thousand degrees, right? So apparently he lives down the block from where his cousin is, right? So they kept saying, "Yeah," and my uh, money money Mike was saying, yeah. "My money Mike was like, yo, you got to meet Jay. He's a big because re- I had a Dusty Rhodes shirt on. You got to meet Jay. He's a big wrestling fan." Jay comes. Jay's already half in the bag, right? Oh, not right? E- not even like not even like he went. He lo- he said hello and looked at my shirt. Yo, look at that shirt and like. I said, "Oh, I got a friend now," and we sat on a on a bench for three and a half hours, and all we did was talk wrestling. Yeah. And then I said to him towards the end of the night, "I'm like, if you, I, I want to hang out. Can we come on a podcast? I'm like, dude, I'm going to hold you to it. You know, don't 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 do me dirty. I'm going to call you. You better come through. And look at, uh, you, now. And look at you now, you <laughs> fucking Mark. You talk too much. But but that's exactly it. And it's just like. That's how I always operated. I always just, I, it was something, you know, I did. And it wasn't that I was ashamed. It's, right. it, it, like, like, but we all do. It's just something that I kind of just did for myself. And I watched, like I said, I treated it as a soap opera. I'm 30, 30 something years into this. I got to see it through, yeah. you know. And I mean, as, as time has gone on, maybe I, I, I said it to Phil, like, I find, I find more and more every day that time. It, that there's not there's never enough time, never. You know, even like you said to to, to squeeze the throwback in. Like I I watch it in installments. That's the best I can do. That's yeah. the, you know. But what I do is when I do watch it, I do love that feeling of of uh, like you said, suspend my disbelief. Yeah. There, there was a time right where we thought about right before Jay hooked up with us, we thought about not doing, I think I remember telling you this, that we just thought about not, not doing anything current and just doing a throwback, yeah. right? But the problem was, was that there were so many people that listened to the show that loved that we do the current shit because our take on it is way different from other people. You have to understand, I'm, I'm a decade on him. So, like, sometimes my take is way worse than his and vice versa. <laughs> Because, again, it's not catered to me. I mean, I watch all the time. I invest it, you know, and I watch it in installments like, like, like he does. 
but it's like I I get disconnected because you know how it is. It's like it's it's not it's so it's not the same. And I was telling this to my girl because she's a, she's into the theater. She's into you know, and she she even had she even ran her own theater uh, thing camp for kids. And I was like, I look at wrestling how you look at Broadway actors and actresses. I said I look at it as a show, as as a, as a, how, how would performers. How they, how they perform, how they act, how they carry themselves. The matches now sometimes are secondary unless you're, cer- you're a certain kind of wrestler. Unless you're an Adam Cole, you know, unless you're a Gargano, unless you're a, a Ciampa or, um, or Davey Richards or, you know, you know, J- uh, Jonathan Gresham. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, they, they'll tell the story in the ring and half the crowd is over it. Meanwhile, we're going to Ring of Honor every year going, yo, that's the story right there. Cole and O'Reilly in the ring. That's the story right there. Not to be this guy, but I could see Jonathan Gresham wrestle Davey Richards for Warrior Wrestling in about a week and a half. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go, and it's Bucks game five, if they <laughs> make it that far. And I'm still going to go to wrestling. Dude, Jonathan is putting up 40, and he's still losing, bro. The Suns are just too good, man. They're running the floor. It's like Dan Tony's coaching them again. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, and I... um. Listen, I always appreciated the outlaw aspect of ECW, so once ECW left... It was, it was, and I didn't have access, like, internet access to, like, what was going on. So I really fell out, like, 03, 04. Yeah. And um, just, it was from lack of access. And then, um, literally, one winter, I had cable. And I just stumbled back onto Raw. And then, um, it was a combination of that, and I found podcasts. And it's been, and then, and it was when we started dating, so we kind of both got into it together. Cool. And, like, the second thing I showed her was Lucha Underground. I mean, she loves Roman. I mean, yeah. not the love. Who doesn't yeah. love Roman? Who doesn't? You know, he's then, handsome. But yeah, we really kind of... You want to play with his action figure? I have it in the drawer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we really bonded over Lucha Underground, which is the epitome of storytelling. Literally, yeah. it's, I mean, the stories in the ring are almost secondary to what's actually going on in the actual story. Um, yeah. That's what's good. And like I said, I mean, they're doing it now with MLW. I think his name is... Caesar, Caesar Rowan, yeah, or something yeah. like Caesar, something. And I, I, I premise every extracurricular relationship I have with, I'm a wrestling fan. Hmm. This is who I am. This is what, I, and I, everything I did was DIY. I wanted to be in a band. I started a band. I want to do a podcast. I did a podcast. But pro wrestling is 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 was the drive. It was the it was the fun. It was. The anticipation of the next match, the anticipation of the next card, the next pay per view, um, it, it's 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 the same thing. If you're like I'm like my mom watching soap operas back in the day, you know, she had to watch all my children every day, or Ryan's Hope, or General Hospital, whatever yeah. it was, and it was that 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 episodic, you know, oh my god, I can't wait for that next forty five minutes, the next day before the news comes on, you know, because it was always on like four o'clock in the afternoon between one and four o'clock. But that was me. I couldn't wait for Saturday morning. I couldn't wait for Saturday night, and I couldn't wait for Sunday morning. There was three shows on yeah. for like for years, and in between that, you had good TV. You had Saturday morning cartoons. You had your Kung Fu Theater. You had your Godzilla movies, you know. But um, it was just that anticipation, and and now I share that with Michael too. It's like when Hammer cut, like it's just like yesterday, you know. We turned a sad night into like, hey, you, am I coming over for the pay per view on Sunday? I'm like, yeah, of course you are, you know. And then it became like a thing where I get to see my boys. You guys, we, we get together every three months. We try to get together for all the big four pay-per-views. Are you coming over? Who's doing this? Who's doing what? I host. Elaine hosts. Yeah. Rob hosts one or two of them already in his old apartment. In his, in his, in his, in his apartment. 
Um, but it's like, you know, you that's what you forget about the matches now at this point, you yeah. know? Like and you, and then you came in, like even if the card sucked that day, how much fun did we have? It's fucking amazing. Right. That's that's the feeling. It's it's the feeling I get every single time I do something like that, you know? It could be just oh, to get together for SummerSlam, it doesn't matter. Who's got the food? Who's got, we always had a nice spread. We always had a good time. We always laughed. We always joked around. And sometimes we didn't watch half the matches. Am I lying? Nope. Right. So it's like it's it's like and now and then and when Jay had that enthusiasm, I'm like, all right, this is he's he he fits right in, you know. Come with us tomorrow, man. I know. I Come can't. Mister Bob. I mean, I mean, for me, it's. I mean, you and I, we listen to a lot of the same music and with the, with the hardcore music and the thing I missed. I kind of fell out of the the live aspect of that, but wrestling really brought me back to that that tribe. It really kind of. I mean, look, I mean, I'm here because cause of yeah. wrestling, literally. I mean, I'm 18 or 1,200 miles away, but I've made so many friends and had so many experiences yeah. from wrestling. I mean, listen, I'm very, very fortunate um, to live in Wisconsin because, I mean, wrestling, Wisconsin wrestling is fucking blowing up. Yeah. I mean, um, not to put myself over, but I do a, it's called the Midwest Wrestling Roundup for my Chad and Diesel's, uh, their friends, pod, or their podcast. Cool. Yep. Um, and I do, uh, like, the you know, the weekly rundown on all the shows, and I did one this Wednesday and I mean, it was a seven-minute segment of wow. shows in Wisconsin, you know. So, and I made so many friends, and I mean, dude, indie know. wrestling is so big. I get an email from a dude in the UK. I'm on his mailing list, and he gives you an independent a list of independent shows from every state huh. and in every country that he can get his hands on. Oh. He gets a rundown every. This guy Phil Stamper. He's just like every week I get like a, a round, you know. And it's like, okay, you know. When I I didn't really go to a lot of indie shows up until about fifteen years ago. I mean, I go to like spot shows and Johnny Rods ran his. I went to his shows. My buddy Jay wrestled him. My buddy Dave wrestled him too. But um, I just just you know, it, the scene and, and like it, it's it's the tribe. When I was going to hardcore shows, it was like everybody was dressed as, like they listened to hip hop, they listened to metal, they listened to like. It, it wasn't just like it wasn't just like we weren't going to an Iron Maiden show and just throw a bunch of fucking stoners, you know. It was like I went to a hardcore show and it was hip hop heads there, there was skinheads, there were there were punk rock kids, there were like you know there were emo kids and those awful goth chicks, <laughs> right, with the pins in their nose. From your part of the world, they come here and they fucking squat, <laughs> you know. But I could just like that's and this is my tribe. This yeah. is my this, this is my family now. These are my you guys are my family. You know, I, I see you guys more than I see my own family. And it's, it's for me, ev- everything that, that went wrong for me, had, something came out of it. You know, I lost a, I lost a girl, I got Jay. I lost, I lost a, a co-host, I got Rob and Elaine. Yeah. You know, I lost my marriage, I kept the podcast, I made more friends, I, I kept it moving. You know, it's like every loss becomes a lesson, but every lesson becomes a becomes a uh, a way of life now because you put yourself in that position, and it's because of wrestling. Yeah, it's because of pro wrestling, and it's because it's and no matter how bad it gets, it's always going to be good from that time. There was um, you know, to to piggyback on that, there was uh, oh I forget it. I looked it up on YouTube too. Uh. Santana from Pride and Powerful put up a, 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 a crazy, awesome video of a gentleman. It was, I think it was like a poetry seminar thing or something. It was from this year, I believe. And it was like, this guy, it was four minutes, five minutes, and he goes into it. He goes, why do you watch it? It's fake. Well, 
because it, it reminds me of hanging out with my dad and, yeah. and like talking about like that where you know and the way that he circumnavigated like survivor series he, he's talking about his dad his dad went through cancer all this stuff and it's just like and it's and it's stuff like that where it's like that's that's exactly it that's the reason why we do it is because like like phil said pretty much when we started this is it's it's nostalgia it's it's the reason why we do it he wants to come over he wants to be better oh, he's gone yeah, too many people for him but it, it's the it's the absolute reason why we do this is uh it's to chase that feeling of nostalgia and you know and and it's the inner kid in us yeah. I, I, I probably to put it simply <coughs> well and, and it still makes it makes you know i mean the, the feeling um like wednesday i i very rarely get to watch dynamite i know this is current product but um spoiler alert for no one watch dynamite but <laughs> I watch. I, I I watch it on Thursdays. I don't have I don't have that channel on my on my cable system. Yeah, and I and I usually don't get to watch it on Wednesday, so I usually watch it Thursday too. But dude, when fucking Tommy Yen showed up, yeah, I literally jumped out of my buddy's fucking chair, and it's it's that feeling. Fuck that... Excalibur. Ah, oh, <laughs> come oh, on, you, man. You think it ruined it? Are you kidding me? He know. goes, it's I wrestled him 15 years ago. That's Tommy End. Yeah. No, it's Malachi Black. I'm like, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> But still, just, I mean, one of my favorite wrestlers showing up on one of my favorite shows, and I mean, I literally jumped out of my seat. Well, that was like, that, yeah. I, I love Taz, right? When Taz was in ECW, when he fought, when he showed up at the Royal Rumble for, oh. for Kurt Angle, I was like, yo, that was my mock-out moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when Bam Bam showed up in ECW in, in Queens, and I was at ringside, I'm like, yo, that's, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my jam, you know? I get it. I, yeah. y- you can't replace that feeling, you know, when your guy's... Dude, when the Great Muda showed up mm. at oh, G1. Shit. Right? That like, awesome. seeing my cousin Jamie's face when Suzuki came out. And mm. Jamie singing his song. Everybody singing the song. Well, like, yeah. I, no one, I didn't know the words of the song. He did. I'm like, whoa. And this is before Rob Flat, Flat left us. But. <laughs> sweet, that <laughs> sweet life. No. Living that sweet, sweet. life. Yeah. Hashtag sweet life. Too sweet. Life. Too sweet life. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I got Speaking of too sweet, here you go. Here's the boss. <laughs> That's right. That was and 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 what's kind of like funny about that that episode too with 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 Fale is that I kind of just walked in on it. Like yeah. Phil's like, oh yeah, yeah thanks by for coming. The, yeah, but he's like, he's like, by the way, uh, we're interviewing Fale in like ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, what? Shit. And he was and he was nothing but a gentleman. That's he pro really, wrestling. Yeah, exactly. That's call, pro wrestling. Call it in the ring. Yeah. You know, and like I said to me. I've said it countless times, and, uh, you know, I said it, uh, you know, I, I kind of bared my soul to these to, the, to, to everybody today where it's like, and, and I have no problem, uh, light of uh, recent events with uh, Jimmy Uso, which, mm. if we want to touch on stuff with that, but I just want to take a little time to, uh, you know, talk about me. Um, you know, I went through, I kind of went, I went through the same exact thing, more or less, uh, a few months ago. In February, and uh, you know, I got arrested for uh, DWI, and uh, you know, it was the single, single most hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my whole entire life. And um, you know, at the time, Phil, Phil respected the shit out of me, and and he's like, "Yo, we don't gotta late, we don't gotta mention anything," and I kind of really enjoyed that, and it made me, gave me a lot of time to process it, and uh, you know, I've come out on the other side. Uh, far better, uh, uh, to, to, to say the least. And 
I know, um, you know, the anniversary show. I, was, I think I, I was going to say it then, and and but uh, you know now it's out in the open. Whereas, you know, just the 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 simplest word you could put it is community, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's overwhelming. It's it's far overwhelming. Um, you know, especially when <laughs> I've seen when I've seen Spock, and, and just to think of just like. I've never seen his face. We've never heard his voice for the most part. He's only heard my voice, and then to see him, then to see him, you know, and it's just like it's 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 powerful. It's it's unbelievably powerful, and uh, you know, I am, uh, you know, I'm four. What did we did we did the math? What am, what am I? Four months sober? Five months sober? Uh, whatever, five, whatever. Five, I am. five months. Whatever five months sober. You, yeah, thank you. I, uh, you know, uh, I'm going through, you know some stuff but it's you know i'm coming out on the other side and i can't thank anybody everybody um enough you know and uh yeah i've uh you know <laughs> not like putting that on the record but uh you know i uh phil i thank you for uh you know letting me you know basically bombard your podcast <laughs> your baby <laughs> it, i mean not that old oh and you scared him. It's um, not the power strip. Sorry. Augie, Augie went to see Uncle. Augie was getting some loving from Uncle Elaine. I, like I like that episode when uh, Jay put the power strip on. <laughs> That's a good one. I went to see when I went to uh, Florida f- to see my grandmother. When my grandmother passed away, um, I, I, my, I realized while I was down there, my cousin Richie was twenty minutes away. I haven't seen Richie since nineteen ninety four since he moved away. Wow. So I call him up. I'm like, uh, listen, it's not a really a social visit, but you're twenty minutes away. If I can get an hour from you, just come give me a hug and say what's up, you know? And not only did he come and have dinner with me, but he sat in my hotel room for like another hour and a half. So, but Richie, and Richie and I sat down, and we, we, we were kids, we grew up in the same neighborhood, and we just talked about how wrestling, I'm, I'll go as far as saying that it saved my life, because I was making some really bad friend decisions, like group decisions, mm. getting some really bad shit, right? But then I would just stop, and I would go to... You know, I'd go to the, the, the smoke shop, the tobacco store, the candy store, we call them, or the newsstand. I'd just buy wrestling magazines, and, and I would get comic books, and I would just, you know. And I would, instead of going out late that night, I would just divert to the store, and, you know, the, like, oh, guys, I got to go home. I got to go take care of my mom, whatever. And I, would, I would lie to them and grab my shit and go home, and and they, 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 they got it. Like, they caught on, you know. It's like, all right, he's not built for this. I mean, he'll still knock your fucking teeth out, but he'll... At least he'll go home and and have his all his teeth because, you know, and it made me realize too, um, what's more important at that point because when you had to grow up faster than when you, because when you know where where I grew up it was just like either you grew up or you didn't, and I grew up way too fast like I you know I didn't get a chance to enjoy my childhood that's why I'll still buy action figures you know what I'm saying because I'm a retard, but in the same breath, it saved my life. Instead of going. To the, to that to that scene, I'd go to a show, or I'd buy instead of buying something that I shouldn't be buying, I'd buy a wrestling magazine or a ticket to a show or whatever a collectible or whatever it is, right? Um, so when I got to put that on Michael when he was a ba- when he was like three or four years old, it was like the greatest thing, you know. And then years later, I started the podcast, and it was you know the rest is all right, you know, because you know the rest of it. Yeah, excuse me, I was a sneeze. You're right. Yeah, dying. But um, no, I'm glad I'm glad that that you know. It worked out the way it did, you know. I, we missed Choppy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, jerk not off. jerk off. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, he really is, right? He's just a. It's just it's um, but you know he got it too. You know he understood the passion and he uh, he caught on by just sitting in once in a while. And he was like, I, you know, I said, yeah, you like that, huh? I said, yeah, you know, jazz. Huh? Missy Chops. Yeah, Missy. yeah, we do, yeah, man. Yeah. We do. It's like big it's, time. I can't, and I, and I, you know, I understand, I understand what's going on. It's like I'm not, you know, we all know what's going on, but it's like, you know, I, I've had people tell me that that oh, you added Jade's gonna mess up the, the vibe and da 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 da. I'm like, it's, it's fuck em. Yeah, really. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, because I don't know how else to put it, but no, no, here, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put that cigarette out. No, you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, and Choppy, just so you know, you have a DVD here um, waiting for you. So yeah, and, he's not so getting. He's not so, getting it. So don't let. All right, well, don't, y'all let you and Phil find it out for it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna wrestle him for it. on top of the pole. On EW title. TV on top of a pole. I put my rep book up in the parking lot. But Sh- um, Shaylin's saying the name of the episode should be "And the Living Is Anything But Easy" from the SummerSlam 1991 intro. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So, uh, take a quick break. We'll do the we'll do the throwback. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Anything else want to talk about? Anything else t- tickling your tits? Nothing. Uh just thank you, Phil. I mean, just. Oh I mean, man, don't yeah. worry about it. Thank you for coming all this yeah. way for yeah. for a fucking podcast. I mean, you go on wrestling shows, but yeah. But well, I mean, you didn't but, have you, didn't, you you could have took your wife on a tour today. You didn't have to come to Staten Island for a wrestling match. Well, wrestling we got game. a pre-speed tour from Rob, so <laughs> yeah. There's but, so uh, much you should be doing. You, you, you can't do it all in one visit anyway. You know. Yeah. But, um, last time you were here, we went for Filipino food, right? Oh, uh, fucking, well, that Korean barbecue, fucking forget yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah, but, uh, that's no, the I best just, part about living in New York City. There's so many different foods. But I mean, just I mean, just how we met. I know we've told the story before, but just one simple message you sent me, and three years later, look at us. You know, so hey, listen, it's uh, t- time's a funny thing. I've, I've I've noticed that as you know, getting older, how uh, how like fragile. Sometimes too, and, yeah. and and funny how things work out. Like you said, I just happened to show up at my cousin's house one day, and then uh, and then and then I would feel I, we probably said it on the show before, but then I didn't talk to him the whole summer, and then it was was it your birth? No, it was your ex's birthday party or something like that. It was a, a she surprise had, party. It was a surprise party. She was coming back from uh, she was a citizen finally. Yeah, and they were having a party, and he walks into the restaurant. He's like. You're choppy. Yeah, yeah. her chop. That unmistakable voice of his. Yeah. That loud Portuguese fucking voice. Yeah. Jerko. He is. <laughs> he, he he really is. Yeah, time flies. I mean, let's. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. We've been married four years already, and it seems like we got married last week. So. Yeah. It's good when you have that in your life. You know, I mean, I lost it, and thank God I did because I I didn't I didn't have I don't I didn't have what I thought I had right, but if you have it. And it's the it's the greatest feeling in the world, you know. And if you, and if you guys are into the same kind of things, and if and you, and, you, and just it's 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 a good feeling, you know. It's it's a one and, and you should be blessed. You really should be. Um, but yeah, she's way too good for me. But well, I'm that's the to, thing too. I'm not saying that she's sitting right next. That's, to me. no, no. It's the <laughs> truth, though. It's the I. You know, listen. I just got a text. Legitimately, as as we're talking about this, Steph just texted me. Legit, uh, two minutes ago. She says, "It sounds like you're having a great time." I'm so proud of you. All these people are here because of you. Yeah. You make a difference in people's lives. Yep. I, I, I'm too humble to think that I make a difference. I appreciate, I, but I'm also aware that 
I've we've gotten letters from people like emails like yo I lost my house I lost my wife I lost my kid you know I lost my job like I'm in the military I'm alone I'm, I'm this I'm you know I'm like it's like and all of a sudden you're like wow I didn't know you listened to my shitty podcast you know it's yeah. like you can't you can't put a price on anything that makes you happy that much happy in your life you know you take that we take that for granted all the time. So don't ever take that for granted from her and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever because what happens is then you, then you become bitter and become a retard. You know. Um, but, but I mean, yeah. Which I mean, not to get all sappy or anything. No, I mean, go what, ahead, man. What, what you guys do matters. I mean, I mean, I mean, I spent countless hours of you know amazing entertainment, and sometimes I just needed that extra push. I mean, it's just sometimes you know. like I I I don't you know listen. I was blessed because I I I got into a career that I loved. Right? I told you this already. Yeah. That I was, I, I was doing it for free. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then when the job got bad and your life got bad, I always had this. And then when I started doing the podcast, I was like, all right, you know what? I don't have to – for two hours a week, I can rock this. Mm. And it's the only thing I've done right except for the equipment um, that I feel 100% about. You know, and I get – he'll text me random like – yeah, you said the thing the other night about this, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I forgot. And then when Elaine will download the episode, yeah, I listened to last week, and you talk about this. I'm like, sometimes you forget you said something, yeah. and then sometimes you're like, all right, and then... You say it in passing. Yeah, then they hold you accountable for shit. You're like, I remember we had a conversation. I forget, was it Mario? Mario just sent me a message, too. We did the GCW show tonight in oh, Texas. shit. So shout out to Mario. That's why he's like, I can't listen to the show, but I'm going to GCW. Obviously, you should be on GCW, not listening to the show. But... <laughs> You know, he, you know, but like we have, a, we had conversations. I'm like, you know, people call you out on shit. Like, hey, you said this. <laughs> or, and then I'll brag and be like, yo, I called that. How many times did I do that? I'm, I'm infamous for that. I called this, called it, called it. Or he'll say, yeah, you called it. Yeah. I called it. I called, I called Hangman Page in the inception of AEW in his yeah. house, in Elaine's yeah. house. That's the face of the company. It may take a year or two. But that's the face of the company. And guess who's getting that big title push right now? Yeah. Title shot push right now. I don't know, man. I'm loving Omega. I am loving Kenny oh, yeah. Omega. Oh, yeah. I, I, you, how can you not? But, you I mean, know? His, his whole run is to make Adam Page shine eventually. I, I think so, yeah. That's the way it's got to be, man. And I was telling Elaine earlier, I couldn't have been more wrong about Adam Page from the beginning. I couldn't stand that guy. I'm like, oh, some crazy fucking red, dumb red. Hell no, yeah. man. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying this on air. This is what we called it in, in Ring of Honor. Right, right. I, I said this I was, in Ring of Honor. I was telling Matt that um, I was wrong. We, we, we met him, and I was like, dude, every time you do a shooting star press, I say a prayer because it looks like you're going to break your neck. He's like, oh, don't worry about that tonight. And then he proceeds to moonsault. Off the second tier of the Hammerstein Ball. Oh. Another moment, I literally jumped on. Did he fight fucking... Punishment Mark Acid that night? <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk off! But I, I mean, I couldn't have been. And I was one of those guys, and I was upset he lost to Jericho. But Jericho being the first champion was the right decision. Absolutely. All I kept saying was, Wrong "That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy. Right. He is a fucking superstar." And I mean, every, he's got everything. I mean, unless he's a great human being. We were in yeah. Chicago. He fought Joey Janela, no. and I looked. I told all these guys, "I'm like, that's the man." That was a great match. Too. That I, was. I, he, I, I, I told you guys. In show, I said, "Cracker Barrel." There's just certain people. Adam Cole was the same way when I first saw Adam Cole. He was tag. He was tag team wrestler. I said, "You give him 20 more pounds and a microphone, that kid's gonna be a star." 
Look thing. At him. Yeah. I don't think he got the twenty pounds yet, though. No, he got it. He was <laughs> he was way skinnier. Yeah, yeah. He was like a buck sixty in that tag right. team he was with. You know, yeah. he was like, what's his face? Who's that guy that um Andrade just fought last uh, uh, Wednesday? Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel is not even a buck seventy, no, seven buck eighty. That was Adam Cole. Wow. Back in the day, and I was like, nah, give him twenty pounds in a, in a microphone, and he's good. And <laughs> Because there's certain things, and it's not like, well, you've been watching this long enough. I'm like, yeah, but still, sometimes you get it wrong. But when you get it right, that's your guy. Yeah. I bought all the f- – when, when, when uh, you understand that first count, he'll tell you. I bought all the shirts. I got <laughs> the hat. I went and got oh, – we the, were in Asbury Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went and got the, the, the poster signed. Yeah. I was like – I was inv- and Roddy was my guy, dude. You know I love Roddy. Oh. Did you get the armband? No, I didn't get the arm. Oh. <laughs> the only, and remember, I almost Yet. we were in a, we were in Barclay, right? And I was like, uh, with, with them with the for NXT, and I was like, I, I almost bought the dog tag. Rob's like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but I, I just want to say for the record, I was wrong about Adam Page. That right. guy is There's a nothing wrong with that. I was wrong. Fucking super. I was wrong about what's his face, fucking uh, Shingo, man. I said they ain't gonna get the belt to Shingo. I wanted him to get the belt to Shingo. I just couldn't understand how he was a junior heavyweight when he came out. He was never a junior heavyweight. I don't want to hear it. that dude was always. Two, he's he's way over two hundred five. Yeah, yeah, but like when he first came out, they built him as junior heavyweight because he, he, he used to be junior heavyweight. But like, and was he Noah? Was he Noah? Enough? But like, are they building it from like years ago for some reason? Who knows? But it's so weird. But like, there's certain guys you just know. Like you know, you know. Did my, my someone told me about, about Cody? I'm like, nah, it's not Cody. No, no matter how many neck tattoos he gets, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So the break, the new commercial break, is three minutes and sixteen seconds long. I didn't do that on purpose. It just came out like that. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome, right? So let's take a quick break. Let's plug our friends, and uh, we'll do the throwback because my notes are inside anyway. And I, I took notes at work and I have these scratch pads at work. And I and I don't, and I'll bring the book all the time. So I wrote all this, all the notes down, and we have we have a good pay per view for you tonight. It'll be awesome, watching it as we speak. Oh great, it's the nasty boys! Christ on a cracker! Those belts are amazing, though. Those tag team titles, I love yeah. those tag team titles. Yeah. All right, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, the anniversary show. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's Mr. Mott and Mrs. Mott. It's the Mandingos. It's Augie, and uh, we'll be right back. Let Alfred Hayes take it away. I didn't play any Dusty today. I'm going to put some plays. Yeah, here you go. Let's play some Dusty. On the side of your face. All right, we're back. I'm going to go throw back some stuff on our face. Of oh, well, Fotch. I don't care. That's some good shit. Yeah. That's Paul. Speaking of Paul, I'm not gonna do racist. Par- I can't par- do racist events tonight. Par- apparently, Paul Heyman got relieved of his talking smack duties. Ooh, I didn't watch that show. Anyway, watch. I don't watch that. Do you? Watch I just it? watch the clips. I'm glad you watch it. The talking smack. Yeah. Uh, I liked it when it was uh, Renee and Dana Bryan when they first started. Oh, that was the best one. Yeah. Is D. Bryan? Is D. He's is he gone or is he just taking a hiatus? Right. Taking a Making taking a big vegan, hiatus. Vegan leather belts. Taking a big golf swing for Jay, right, Jay? There we go. Oh, there we go. Hoping to be playing soon. <laughs> you see the, the cop club shirts we made for him? Oh, by the way, it was so funny. I uh, My stepson, Dylan, came off the bus from the summer camp. Dylan! Yeah, and, and I'm you looking. Son you bitch. son of a bitch. And I'm, I'm sorry. Look, and I'm looking. I'm like, what are you doing with my fucking shirt on? He goes, 
Oh, I put a stain on mine. This is the first one I can grab. And I'm like, we we represent the show. And so I gave him my I gave him the turnbuckle throwback shirt the next day. He said he got a, like a lot of compliments with the shirt. I think he was just feeding my ego personally. Oh yeah. Yeah, but then I gave him Robux after that. <laughs> Let's pl- hold on a second. This is for Dylan. Hold on a second. Where is it? It's co- fucking commercials. <laughs> but I uh, he, he's been dying to come on the show. Is he? Oh, he's been dying to come on the show. You should do one with him, and then I'll I'll upload it. Yeah. Well, maybe should. we'll try to do a reaction. Here you go. This one's for you, Dylan. <laughs> How many times I've said that? Though? There's actually a shirt of the two arms crossing. So it says, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Looks like Langley is making you push pencils. Stop whining. You lack discipline. How, uh, how old is Dylan? Nine years old. Yeah, because I got a friend of mine. He does a podcast with his eight-year-old kid, so... Really? Yeah, my friend Graham, actually, who we'll meet tomorrow. Um, but yeah, he does a yeah reaction uh, with his kids. So, oh man, the wheels are turning. Just saying, wheels. Are it's turning. like that that YouTube uh, series where they let kids listen to music that they never heard before. Like like, you ever you see that? Yeah. Like a nine year old, a five year old first listens to Metallica. What the hell is this? Well, the, uh, here's the generation gap. He has no idea who Michael Jordan is. He knows that he's the guy from Space Jam, the original Space Jam, because that's, all he, he needs to know, really. that's yeah. But <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, you know who LeBron James is? He goes, yeah. I was like, this guy will beat him. He goes, impossible. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? So like, he's, I was like, you don't even know who Michael Jordan is, and that's the gener- uh, That's somebody I would think that would transcend. Know, yeah, at least. But nope. I mean, we know who Bob Cousy is. Yeah, and I mean, don't doesn't anybody? No, no. I guess not. <laughs> but uh. Well, and Faith brought up, too, our buddy Jimmy Ferrari. He's had his 11-year-old daughter on. Yeah, I gotta do, so, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Well, so, he, what's the worst he, that could happen? I tried to get Jimmy on the show. We're going to. The thing is, Jimmy doesn't want to call in. He wants to be on the show. So, we got to get Jimmy in studio and... Pay for his travel? Yeah. No, he... He's, 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 isn't he in Brooklyn? He's in Brooklyn, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Just take two hours to get here. It might. And, well, I'll, I'll do it during the week where there's no traffic, you know? But yeah, I was trying to. Cause I would like that. to. I would actually like to meet him in person one of these days too. So yeah, Jimmy's a Jimmy's a good guy. Yeah, talk about another DIY podcast. Listen, J- Jimmy, and he was doing it with that dude from uh, Candiria. Candiria, like the first twenty-something episode. So yeah, I mean, he's done a hundred. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I think uh, after the sick of it all episode, um, he's been on his own since episode fifty-one. He's at two fourteen, fifteen. Eating pizza with Craig ahead. That was fucking awesome. Fucking is, is awesome. <laughs> so shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy, one of these days we'll. Actually, interact in person. Yeah, Jimmy started his own uh, little network. We're part of that. That's good. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Just wrestling did that. Yeah. Another Podcasting one, yep. and wrestling did that. Wrestling did that. If I didn't have a podcast I and, and, and I didn't listen to what Jimmy was listening to, we would never have been friends. You know? So. Yeah, and he just doesn't do, like, music guests, too. I mean, he's had some really intriguing guests on there, too. Well, he's so. got a couple more interests, though. He's a, he's you know he's he's a, he's a street kid. He's into graffiti. He's into horror movies. You know, different kinds of music, hip hop. Yeah, the the graph episodes are fucking amazing. That's Sorry, a whole. That's, that's graffiti. No, you can. I mean, that's a whole other. Um, I mean, you can. I can take you on that. That that's a day. I mean, I'll yeah. take. I mean, if you were here 15 years ago when the trains were still messed up, <laughs> the tour would have been better. Yeah. But we have to. You may have to wear body armor. <coughs> 
No, not anymore. It's not like yeah. that anymore. The, the, the neighborhoods that were, were ravaged, they're all fucking gentrified now, so. Yeah. The hardest block in my old neighborhood now has a coffee shop on it. <laughs> I literally fought for my sneakers in 1987 on the street corner. Now there's, now there's a chicken pink hair serving people mochas. A mocha fucker frapper fripper for $7, you know. All right. Let's do it. You ready, guys? Yeah, you ready for the, the throwback of the week? Let's, let's do, do it. it. August 26th, 1991, from the Mecca of professional wrestling. It's our mom's birthday. What? It's our, my mom's birthday. Birthday, Mama yeah. Domingo. How's Mama doing, by the way? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah? Yep. Still in Ocala? Still in Ocala. Pops is good? Yep, yep. Be, you guys uh, just went there for a visit recently, right? Like uh, almost a whole month, yeah. Good. Good, good for you. I'm glad they're doing well. Madison Square Garden. The Mecca. The match made in heaven, a match made in heaven, a match made in hell. Hell. Yeah. 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 Paul. Paul. God damn it. God damn it, Paul. Um, Liz and Savage have been married since 84, by the way. Just a heads up. At that point, they were still married. Uh, so, Madison Square Garden. 20,000. That's a stretch. You can fit 20,000 in there. Gorilla Monsoon tell you they're 30,000 just because Gorilla Monsoon. They're hanging from the rafters. They're hanging from the rafters. Okay. Standing room only. You can, depending on... Had he situated it as IRS is in the ring right now? I otherwise known as I really suck. No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> no, I like I like Mike Rotundo. Um, so a couple of things here. Uh, I got a lot of well, we got we got a lot. Of, I got a lot of notes, and yeah. and, and Mott's got a, a a beef with the uh, with the match itself. Um, so this is the infamous warrior threatens to no show if he doesn't get paid. Ric Flair had signed but wasn't there yet. They were they were teasing him, which was amazing. Um, I told you about Kurt Henning. We'll get into that. Stu Hart was there. Didn't know who he was probably, but he was there. <laughs> they had a really awkward interaction at Lord Alfred Hayes. That, like they were no selling it. It's like, oh, I know your son just won. He's like, Stu Hart's like, I don't want to talk yeah. to you. And they sneak- let me uh, let me uh, see your arm. Let me see your arm there. Let me stretch it out there. <laughs> Um, he almost sounds like a retarded Wolfman Jack. <laughs> you got a really big tail for you. Anyway. Um, Greg the Hammer Valentine still has really nice hair here. He looks like, a, he looks like an angry lesbian now. He still has really nice hair in, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Then we saw him in, I saw him in FTW with Choppy, and I was like, I was amazed by his hair. <laughs> um, and then, then they sneak Ricky Steamboat back. Like, Ricky Steamboat just had this momentous... WCW run against Flair, and they just snuck him back to mid card status. And like, and I'm, I'm like, and I'm, when I'm watching the pay per view, I'm like, yeah, Ricky Steamboat's back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's jerking the fucking curtain. Yeah, in a six man. Way. I mean, it was actually a surprisingly good match. Uh, but, yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that's what I remember. When yeah. I was a kid. So Desert Storm had just ended that winter. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and it was still fresh in everybody's mind that. You know, Sergeant Slaughter was this Iraqi sympathizer and, you know, the jerk off, you know. But uh, it worked out. Vince cashed in on it. He got real heat. He got real heat. He got hit, he got threatened and good stuff. And, and uh, it turned out that uh, the, he, he didn't live the gimmick, but the fans did. 
Now, <laughs> <laughs> <Down> Marks. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Oh, I'm gonna play. I'm not gonna play that now. Sit down, Marks. Um, can you imagine if there was the internet back then with this shit? All right. Jay, you want to start breaking down this card or what? Well, like I said, the first match uh, had a returning, you know, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, mid-card. British Bulldog and Texas Tornado. There's one thing I don't like about Steamboat during this run is they did the same thing with Tito Santana where they gave him a, a really campy gimmick. Yeah. You got great workers, and, and, and you're going to give him... I mean, the fire breather thing is pretty effing cool. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. But he didn't need the gimmick. Like, so it's, to me, it was such a waste of a talent in a say, in, in, you know, in a sense, especially with him. Tito Santana, another one. But uh, the first Bandor. match. <clears throat> but the first match, Bulldog, Steamboat, and to- Texas Tornado against Power and Glory and the Warlord. Bulldog was over. And yeah. Madison Square Garden. Bulldog Holy was over, period, shit. though. He was over, I w- period. I wonder if this was the start of... Because he just returned to the company, right? Uh, within this year, I want to say, Bulldog? Yep. And um, I wonder, like, with this reaction, if they were like, hmm, you know, maybe we maybe we should go... They de- they definitely didn't have SummerSlam 92 planned out yet. There was no... Um, right? There was no advertisement for them going to England. So I wonder if... Excuse me, if that was a thought that they were thinking of, like, let's see how let's see how over Bulldog really is. Let me knock over the power. Again with that guy. fucking bottle. Will you move that bottle? Leave my thermostat alone. My uh, thermos alone. Christ on a cracker. Sorry. And, uh, but, I mean, um. I bet something as big as Wembley. I'm sure they had that in the works. They had to. Year, so. But I wonder if this, like, really sparked, um, you know, the, the thought of it. Because Bulldog really was over. And I'm not a fan, but he looked really good in this match. What happened to Martha? The bulldog. Ah, was Matilda? she? Matilda. Matilda. Oh, Martha was the Martha's wife. The, yeah. Martha, Martha's, uh, Martha's the that's, wife. That's, oh, that's, that's Owen's. That's Owen's wife. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. What happened to Matilda? Martha's baby. What happened to Matilda? The Islanders stole her, didn't Diana. they? <laughs> right. They did. The Islanders stole her. Dabs Bobby Heenan. They stole. Yeah. They, he, they, he, he. Matilda attacked Bobby Heenan for like seventeen times on, on Wrestling Challenge. <laughs> right. Heenan got mad. Heenan got mad. Him and the Islanders, Haku and Tama, they 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 plotted. And they, then they then they robbed a dog, and it was a big deal. Like they had a bit. They had a they had a police blot up. Matilda's missing. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, it was a thing. Uh, Look it up. I, I, I can't. I remember, I remember there was a dog. I forgot how. They stole Matilda. Matter of fact, and uh, oh my, the, the the um action figures in a box under the bench, but my cousin Richie sent me a a, a British bulldog figure, and it comes with Matilda. <laughs> so we got it back. You know. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this is you know you are squeezing everybody in on the card. Texas tornado, nothing happening. You know his WWF run. You know he's hopping on one foot as it is. Uh, but he was he was pushed over. With, you know he was the definition of what would what did Lu, uh, Flair say about Luger? Million dollar body, five dollar five dollar brain. Yeah, don't 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 tell Eric Martin that. Yeah, that's his boy. Listen, you know, I, I, I mean, he was over in Texas. There's no denying that. Uh, but, Who, Kerry Von Erich? Yeah. Yeah. Kerry Von Erich was, um, he was the favor. Because when his brother passed away, he was the better Von Erich. Uh, and, and, and Fritz was still a main player in the NWA committee. That was his territory. They figured, you know what, 
throw him a bone, give him the belt yeah. for a week. But he was he had he had a good look to him, like Jay said. Um, couldn't ride a motorcycle very well. Oh. And uh, thank you, Choppy. The spirit of Choppy compels me. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> so every time uh, we say something offensive, we'll always blame Choppy. Yeah, that's it. I've been doing that for five years, bro. Where you been? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I you know what? I got a love hate thing with the Von Erics, right? Because right around the time I got cable, which is 1990, ESPN would show the old AWA and world class uh, episodes, and um, at that time I was like 15, 16. I would just I was just getting into the ins of it. Like I was I was reading the magazines and kind of putting two and two together and whatever, whatever. But you can't deny the popularity of the Von Erichs. They nah. were they were like it would they were over as shit. So Vince capitalized on that and made him a character. You know, it's like that's what that's the beauty of what Vince did. He brought guys in and even though they weren't his, he made them he made them some megastars. He, the Ultimate Warrior. The Dingo War. He was Dingo Warrior on house shows for like two weeks. What's a Dingo Warrior? No one knew what a Dingo Warrior was. Nobody still knows what a Dingo Gary Warrior was. Gary Hart didn't care. Gary Hart had him, had it and but Gary Hart hates Texas, right? And he hates <laughs> the outlaws. And he hates Texas. It's true. So, but again, this is Vince at the beauty of Vince. He, he, you know, he was like a Paulie at that point, you know? Yeah. Taking all the, taking away all the positives and making them negatives. I'm, I'm sorry, taking away all the negatives and making them positives. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. So, like I said, and then towards the end of the match, you know, I mean... They were pushing Texas Tornado at this point, especially come off WrestleMania, uh, coming into this. And but they gave Steamboat the 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 pin here, come off the top rope. Hercules. Oh, on Hercules. Yes, crossbody. Yes, crossbody. Yeah. Uh, listen, this this a lot of things that Steamboat does correctly: arm drags and flying crossbodies. It it does. It is a thing of beauty. Here's one thing that people still don't give uh, Ricky Steamboat his respect for. His timing. Yes. He might be the most, at the time, was the most best-timed performer in the ring. He can be any way you need him to be. And he was, like, precise with his timing. He knew how to grab guys for an arm bar. He knew how to talk to, you know, he, he, would, he would call matches a lot of times, you know? are good at that. All right, Choppy. <laughs> he still looks like a million bucks today. Choppy, son. Yeah, you see that, that video he did for my mom? Yeah. I asked him for two minutes. He gave me 16. <laughs> that was awesome. My mom was beside herself. Like a baby, she cried. God bless her. Anyway, your next match for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Definitely went on early. I, I, I you know, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I've never, this is my first time seeing the card front to back. Um, but I've seen this match countless times. Uh, I didn't, never think... Didn't think it would be on this early. What the fuck was this match doing second on the card? <laughs> well, now knowing what we know now about Kurt Henning, and I'll get into that yeah. with with the, the ten facts from uh, what culture. Um, I think that was because of that. I think he needed to get the fuck out of the building and get home. 
and that's and it's the only it's the only logical thing I ha- and I you yeah. I've been I've been it's been like you know I don't know but anyway you you saying well that's all, that's all I I just was I mean I'm, it's probably because I'm biased because I'm literally a humongous fucking Brett the Hitman hand Hitman heart mark and also I mean I, I love Mr Perfect I mean every time I see him I just I get super sad because I think what that man could teach these kids today I yeah. mean no one. I mean, those Minnesota guys, him and Rick Rude, I mean, you're not going to find one that sold any better than those two. There's a and list of Minnesota guys. It starts with Flair. Yeah. Okay. Greg Gagne, Brad Riggins, that Scott is- Norton, the Rogue Rude. Um, you just said um, Mr. Perfect. Um, John Nord. John Nord. Jim Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff. Who I didn't know was not Russian until I read his book four years ago. <laughs> oh, that bad accent didn't give it away? No. <laughs> I was too I was too infatuated, but I mean those guys sold. I mean, fucking Mr. Perfect could sell a fucking. He could sell salt to a slug. Yeah, I was gonna say he could sell a, a popsicle. What was it? Ketchup popsicle to a lady in white gloves. <laughs> I stole that. from Elaine, just throw that box on the side of the on a pail. But I mean, just every time I see that guys I, can toss it in a dumpster on your way out. He, uh, what he could have, what he could teach these, could have taught these kids. He uh, especially. The promo leading in, into it too, like it, it's short. I mean, listen, Perfect had coach. A coaches really know, you know. I, oh, people just didn't know who John Tolos was. John yeah. Tolos was a actually a well known performer in the San Francisco region of the NWA in the '60s. Him, Fred Blassie, Rated Cripple Stevens, those guys. Um, Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson. Yeah, he had the Blonde Bombers. Yeah, Sick no, t- but uh, you're looking mighty fit, Mr. Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you know, but but even Perfect's promo was 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 great. Was like it perfect? Just, it was perfect. It was perfect. He was telling he was telling you may be excellent, but you ain't perfect, and it's it's all you needed right there. The um, his vignettes when he first came in. Oh yeah, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs, Randall Cunningham, uh, a couple of guys. This is ridiculous. The guy from the Twins, I think it was Guy Eddie or Urbeck, one of them. I think there was something the football touchdown. Randall Cunningham. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. But, uh... Shooting pool. What a, what, what a match. Yes. What a... Especially, like you said, knowing what we know now with with Perfect being that hurt. And uh, this was his last match for 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 a, a year, 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 maybe a year and a half or so. And uh, he... Laid it all out on the line, he, you know, and it was it was um, it wasn't like uh, like perfect bumping all over the place. I mean, he still did it. He still bumped all over the place, but it wasn't like uh, Dolph Ziggler esque bumping yeah. where it was it was a little bit slow, a little bit more methodical and uh, deliberate. Maybe would would be the right word. Um, but this is an absolute classic. Uh, probably one of my favorite Bret Hart matches. You know. Yeah. Well, you're the Bret Hart guy in the room. Is this one of his be- probably one of his better matches ever? Oh, top five. Your top five, yeah. yeah. But he hit a man with glasses. <laughs> according to Bobby Heenan. I mean, yeah. I I watched him fight Dynamite Kid for 20 minutes in the garden when I was 12 years old, and I was like, wow. And I and at at that time, you're like, oh, you're a kid. You have no patience. I mean, I'm 47. I have no patience. But but you and your kid, even I had no patience, and I was like, whoa. And he was the antithesis of uh, antithesis. Of, of, uh, of a Vince guy, and he's still got it. If you will. 
I remember uh, no one ever kicked out of the Perfect Plex, and then when I saw it, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. No, no one ever kicks out of the Perfect yeah. Plex, and then they just repeated that. <laughs> Bobby Heaton just repeated that. I mean, this might be... I, I'm, I'm Maybe I have to rank them, but probably the, one of the best SummerSlam matches ever. Yeah. If you rank, you know, there's been almost 40 of them. Hey, Augie. Well, Bret Hart is without a doubt Mr. SummerSlam. I mean, it's, you know, if, if Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, Bret Hart is Mr. SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, uh, his match the following year with, 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 with Bulldog is an absolute classic. Uh, I love the Steel Cage match with, with, with Owen. Yeah. You know, um, but this match, this this is too much to, to even go into. Um, but it, it always made it on Bret Hart's... Uh, like highlight reel with him, him holding up the, the belt with, um, Mr. Perfect singlet, you know, around the side or whatever. Like that's yeah. it. It is a derobed him. Yeah, it's it's a pretty iconic um thing, and you, this is definitely on Bret Hart's escalation up. Like he, yeah. you know, um, it's a huge win. It's his first singles title. I want to say. Well, I was just gonna ask. I don't remember. I think, I think so. this. Is, I think this is his first singles, and um, I think he he loses it to the Mountie. Um, and then gains it back the following the following WrestleMania with a great match with uh, Piper. Um, but this 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 match in and of itself is, I mean, I mean, do we dare say it's match of the night? I mean, it's oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. Yeah, and of course he wins with the sharpshooter. Yeah, you know. But like I said, I mean, kudos to Kurt Hennig. Uh Unbelievable performance by him. Yeah, now now like I said, now knowing what we know, and I mean to. To be willing to go into a sharpshooter, yeah. and I mean he tapped out right away. I don't think he was taken at that point. So yeah, yeah, especially and then he was you know collecting that sweet sweet uh, Lloyd's of London money. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. All right, uh, your next match, the Bushwhackers against the Natural Disasters. Ah, uh, the Bushwhackers with Andre the oh, Giant though. Yeah, the promo before and he even had the uh, crutches. Is yeah. that real or is that from... Yeah, this is Andre's... Well, this, that's one of the uh, facts. Um, This was Andre's last American appearance. Yeah. He was basically... Uh, I'm sorry, this is his last WWE appearance yeah. in America. Um, He was on his way out at that point. I remember his last uh, TV appearance. He smacked Sherry in the ass. Yeah, well, his last TV appearance for me, I think, was he showed up on... on Slamboree? Du- Slamboree, well, yeah. Clet- No, Clash of the Champions. Clet- one of the, it was, I think it was Slamboree, the, Le- the Legends uh, reunion. Yeah. 93. Yeah, we were watching it earlier. Um, yeah, Faith even commented. He just didn't. He looked. It was. It was sad. Yeah. It was. You know. Andre was my one of my. I mean, I, I, I should show you my mug. I have a Andre the Giant mug from 1985. It's like this big. I never drank out of it. I should. No, maybe I shouldn't. It's big. <laughs> but, but, ah. but um, yeah, Andre was uh, was always, like, secretly one of my favorite wrestlers. Because it just like you knew he never lost, and when I when I saw him wrestle, it was like all right, he was either in a battle royal or in a tag. And the only time he ever fought solo, and when I was in the garden, when he fought Big John Studd or King Kong Bundy, uh-huh. uh, normally he was, he was in a tag match or in a battle royal. But Andre was everything you want, everything you see on TV is what you see in real life. It's just it it was it was mind boggling as a kid. You like he's that big, like he was that kind of party. You know, I saw him team up with Snooker one time. <laughs> they fought um, Piper and Piper and Bob Orton. Or, I'm sorry, Piper and Doctor D. David Schultz. One of those, I forget. I knew it was a Piper match. 
Pepe busted his head open with brass knuckles, and at a garden show. I wasn't at that show though. Andre came out hours later with the bands right around his head coming at the, and then that started the whole feud. But he teamed up with Snooker because Snooker hated him too, obviously, in storyline. Um, but he Snooker jumped off his shoulders, and it was like you're like twelve rows from the ring. You're like. Just to see that it was you know, as a kid, but you know, even now you're like, "That's crazy." What the hell was that? I think it was thunder. Is that thunder? Holy shit! Oh. Thursday night thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, Friday. Night. Is it is it thunder in paradise? Friday night thunder. Oh, I wish. Oh, good. I used to love that show. Of course you did. I used to love that show. Of course you did. You fucking mark. Um, we're all marks. Um, yeah. Uh, and then this was uh. Just, I mean, I don't know, Jay. We went. There's nothing to say about this match. Right, uh, Andre, Andre looked terrible. You know, um, Roddy says natural disasters are living proof that Chernobyl happened. Uh, Who said that? Roddy. Oh, Roddy. Oh, Jesus. So awesome. Right, but it, but it, there was something uh, he didn't left in the middle of this match to go to the backstage. That was that was pretty uh, noticeable too. Where. Uh, and Roddy's Roddy's commentary on this actually it's great. Yeah, I you know I'm somebody that was kind of like anti Roddy, but maybe it's because there was no McMahon there. No, you're anti Roddy because he didn't break on Bobby Heenan as much as he did in this match. Yeah, in this in this, in this particular uh, because card. because Heenan had still had a lot of time to shine in this show, and uh, but um yeah this like I said the match went about six minutes six and a half minutes and. and uh, and kudos to Earthquake because when he jumped Andre afterward, he really did a great job of protecting yes. Andre. Oh yeah, which was which was good to see. You know, I mean, I've I've heard John Tent is actually you know, was a nice human being. You know, compared to what he played on TV and a legend, a sumo legend, from yeah. what I heard. Yes, um, which has been addressed before. But I was just really, really kind of touched on how well he really protected Andre on that knee shot. Yeah, you could and and you could see it too. But like poor Andre, like you know, even the. I think they had it was like the superstars or the wrestling challenge before that. Like it just, you know, at, at that point you're not trying to get better, but you still can't let go of the business. Like I, I, I mean, we see it time and time again. Guys that stay stay too long at the party, you know, and and uh, you know he uh, he was definitely on his way out. Like I said, being that this was his last WWF televised thing is. Uh, there's something to be said, so... Andre knew he was sick in 87. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, and now that we know what we know now, it's like... Just didn't want to get help. Right. And he just didn't... He knew what his worth was, and he stuck around until he could. And and it was actually... If this was now, these times, he'd be he'd be a gazillionaire. I mean... He, uh, yeah. I mean, he was he was well off here, and I'll tell you how much he gets paid in a little while, but... Oh, I cannot wait to hear that. Um. So... But yeah, I mean, it's, as a fan, just seeing him like that was was really depressing, you know. Yeah, that and and that's kind of what it comes down to, you know. But um, you know, he he obviously deserves a spot on the card, and you know, and and he was out there, you know, bushwhackers. I mean, they're iconic for for nostalgia, but their matches are all the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're a shell of what they were in Mid South yes. and NWA. Sheep yeah, the sheep hunters. They were, you, you know, you can ask, you can ask, well, Tommy Rogers is dead, but you can ask Bobby Fulton how bad the the Fantastics were catching beat. The Fantastics were like the um, the the Rock and Roll Express of the Mid South. <laughs> they took many a beating. Um, from the sheep herders, by the way, they were very well feared 
for a long, long time, and then they just became a you know a comedy act, and you know they were old at that point, so they 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 got they earned their spot basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not like them. I wasn't going to pay twenty dollars for a hat that was chewed for real. <laughs> they legitimately sold hats that would that had that, that would bit. I was like, that's gross. <laughs> Even though it's fake, it's gross. Who walks around that? You're a jerk off. Kill yourself. Anyway, anyway, uh, your next match was for the million dollar championship. I don't like Virgil. I don't like Virgil now. <laughs> I, I didn't like Virgil ten years ago. Please don't hold back. I didn't like Virgil thirty years ago. Um, a couple of years ago, I was at a uh, um, a PWS show. It was a PWS Wrestle Pro one of those shows in Brooklyn, and uh, the Wizards were vending Taz, uh-huh. doing autograph sessions. So we were all hanging out with Taz in the back room. Shining Wizards Eddie at the time was like, "Hey, Virgil's here. I want to go bust his balls." Okay, so we go to we go to the table. He remembers us. He goes, "Come on, buy an eight by 10 I'm like, "Eat a bag of fried dicks." I told him, right? <laughs> fried million dollar dicks. Eat them. He has the million dollar championship, and it's held up by paper clips and road bands. Wow. Eddie looked at me. He goes, "Phil, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life." And to this day, he asks Eddie to talk about it. And like, he want just just this ah. Uh, anyway, but the storyline was great. Virgil was it his. Really was. Virgil was the. He was you know. He was Virgil's handler, whatever. Virgil was his handler, I'm sorry. And he breaks away. Piper befriends Virgil, coaches him into, you know, it, it's a great story. And the, and it works because DiBiase is an, an amazing wrestler. Always was. Always, you know, he was always good. No matter How about wh- that bump he took two weeks ago? Oh, my God. And when uh, Eli Drake hit him in the, in the middle of the ring, he took a flat back like it was, nothing, like, like it was 1986. To the moon. Yeah. I love him. I hate that name, but I love him. L.A. Knight. Stupid I, name. I love him. He's so good. He's so, so good. Um. Anyway, yeah. It, I mean, he Virgil got pile-driven. He got suplexed. Yeah. He got DiBiase with the turnbuckle pads. Like, you know. It went on a little. Oh, yeah. Sherry, rest in peace. She could have got it. Yeah, got it. Anything. Definitely. Oh God! Until she started talking with that. That okay. I mean, listen, that's, that's, that's a that's southern mo- draw. That's most women. <laughs> I told my friend. We had this girl at work. She was a Colombian chick. She was gorgeous. We used to call her El, Cam- El, El, El Camino. Her ass was giant. Jessica, her name was. And I said, "Man, if you were a deaf mute, I'd marry you." <laughs> and she slapped me. She slapped me. It was, you know what though? It was worth the smack because when she talked, it was like you just want to punch her. You, 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 I would, I, you, want, you want to kick a puppy when she talked, and I, and I would never kick a puppy. Anyway, yeah. So I just want, and honestly, Virgil winning was one of the biggest pops of the night. Actually, yeah, it was actually, it was actually kind of crazy. To me, the match went on a little long. No shit. Long. No shit. I agree with that, Jay. How long was it? Do you know by chance? Uh, I have to pull. Fifteen it up. plus, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was around, I got Jesus. it at thirteen eleven. Thirteen eleven. Yeah. So, anyway. DiBiase is so good. Oh, well, he so was definitely good. good, man. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I love how the, the Mountie in the interview called uh, <laughs> the uh, New York City cops a bunch of hicks. Meanwhile, <laughs> 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 Meanwhile you know, like, if they were in Georgia, it would be one thing, you know. But uh, this match, uh, I mean, Bret Hart, you know, Mr. Perfect, definitely match of the night. 
But man, this is a close. This is the most entertaining match of the night for sure. The jailhouse match. This is so. Where the good. loser spends a night in the New York City jail. Shout out to the corrections department for lending him the van. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've talked about Ray Trailer in length on this podcast for years, on how if you're gonna rank big men who can go, Ray Trailer can always go. Big boss man, big Bubba, Ray Trailer. The Guardian, whatever, whatever gimmick he had. The boss was awful. Yeah, that but boss was terrible. No, no matter what his gimmick was, he was still good. Um, and, you know, Jacques Rougeau, for his credit, you know, not a bad wrestler himself. Shitty gimmick. But this was a good match. This was solid. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is, this is one of those, you know, that uh, the storyline just works out perfectly. Especially... Uh, seeing the the after segments made it, you know, it, it, it actually <laughs> they come on randomly. Yeah, it actually made the match that much better, uh, as you think about it, because you go, the Mountie did such an excellent job, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking healing it up. They use it's so good. The cat, yeah. the, the cow prod, yeah, 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 yeah. the cattle prod or whatever. But uh, big boss man, you, you know, over at this point too, you know, and what a double leg slam. Yeah, how about that, huh? Who would have seen it? Yeah, how about that? Although I, I was a big fan of his sidewalk slam. I always loved the... Uh, yeah, because he's 300 pounds and 6'4". Like, that... It, it, that that they move. Yeah, that, that was such a great move, man. I agree with you. 100%. Um, and then in the mountain gets handcuffed and dragged yeah. off the jail. That was awesome. But uh, the next match was... Uh, a street fight, Jen. Yeah. A street fight for the WWF Tag Team Championship. The Legion of Doom going up against the Nasty Boys. Um, I still don't like the Nasty Boys. No? I don't. I mean, I, I appreciate them. Um, I, Brian Nobbs was very in, in, um, very, he was on one of Steve Austin's podcasts, uh, years ago, a couple years ago, and how they broke in and how they worked their way up was really cool the way they did it. They earned, they earned their stripes, those guys. They, they really did. I just wasn't a fan. Not a fan at all. You know, I liked their music when they came in, though. Yes. Yeah. So, I uh, like I said to me they were always like hard workers, and I think I've appreciated them more as time has gone on. Yes, but uh, I mean this match wasn't um, this wasn't all that good. This match, but it was this match wasn't good at all. Yeah, and I'm a real warrior fanatic. You guys all know that. Um, this wasn't good ma- at all. Yeah. Um, it just gave the the, the real warriors history though, and I'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh. It it gave them um uh, this this them winning the the match gave them a a first. Um, and then the next match was a very unexciting cool-down match. How about how about Greg the Hammer Valentine working babyface? Yeah. Weird. That's very fucking odd. With very weird. Very weird. Actually, you know, that match was better than, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a big Mike Rotundo fan, uh, Mark for sure. That match wasn't as bad as, I don't know. I thought it was all right. I don't think it was bad. I just, just guys that were not in their prime anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, and not for nothing – you, when you, you're a big Mike Rotundo fan, he gets a huge tag team push after this. Yeah. yeah. He become, him and Money, Inc., which yeah. was a really good team. You know, Mike Rotunda was a Rotunda, Rotunda, whatever you want to call him. Whatever which one it is. Was a phenomenal tag team wrestler. Yeah. First of the club. Well, for, even before that, he had Wyndham. He had yeah. Spivey. You know, he teamed up with, uh, he was some, he teamed up. Him and, him and uh, Wyndham were a tag team in... Mid, they were before WWF. They were in Mid South, I think, or Continental, one of them. 
But uh, yeah, he was a fan. But the Varsity Club was one of my favorite, my wow. favorite factions of all time. Just everything, everything about the Varsity Club was dope. Everything. Yeah, that was another one too, where I knew more about them from magazines than actually seeing them wrestle. Yes. Yeah, they were yeah huge write ups all the time. Those those uh those Varsity Club promos with Kevin Sullivan when they first when uh when Rick Steiner first broke away from the the first fam not the first family what was hot stuff Eddie Gilbert's uh, crew oh shit. Uh, it'll, it'll come back to me. He broke off from Eddie Gilbert's crew and went to to Crockett and became a TV champion rather quick. Hmm. And um, they had him, and he, he was like the big goof of the crew. And they, you know, they eventually got him out. But Doctor Death took his place, which I wasn't mad at that either. Uh-huh. But made and then they made him a baby face, and then they brought Scotty in like a year or two later. So and the rest was history. But yeah. Um, Valentine working face, crazy, right? Yeah, to me that to me that was a little weird to see that, and because like I said, but you, this match served its purpose. It was a fucking palate cleanser, you know, just to get to the main event, which the main event fell flat. Which I cannot wait to talk about, fucking Warrior. The main event <laughs> match. Yes. There was, there was another main event. There was a major main event. Well, You're how about right. how about but how about IRS hooking the small package? Yeah. While Greg Valentine getting the figure four has I don't even, I've never seen that happen to Greg Valentine before. Yeah. But anyway, your main event is the match made in hell. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, Cheek Adnan Casey from uh, from Texas. Um, and of course, Colonel Mustafa, you know him better as the Shiki baby. The Shiki baby. Then yeah. you know you make him humble, and yeah, you, you fuck his ass. No, notice how he had to wear pants because when he gave Hogan the uh, the camel clutch, you knew you didn't want to see his raging heart on again. <laughs> this my other one. What's my favorite one? hell is it? Where is it? I hate this thing. Nothing ever. What is it? Oh, here it is. <laughs> that, was a, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, is he going to give him the camel clutch? I was like, oh, I could see I could see Shiki Baby getting hard. The right camel now. clutch is one of my favorite wrestling moves of all time. <laughs> it just, it looks menacing. It looks menacing, it doesn't does. it? It does. You know? Um, all right. Main event against... Uh, it was against Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior with Sid Justice. Sid Justice, I, I can't I'll, wait till you read his payout. Yeah, um, I can imagine for the uh, as as a special guest referee. Calling it down the middle with a yeah. pass count. All right, there, Fonzie. <laughs> I can't believe it. All right, this match wasn't good. No, it wasn't good no. for several reasons. One, because it had the Ultimate Warrior in it. That's one. That's one reason, right? Two. Because Sid Justice was the referee. Yeah. That was two. Three, everybody on Sergeant Slaughter's team was over was was over the hill except for Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Um, he sold, though. Slaughter. That's what he does. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, he Slaughter was, was still good. I'm yeah. not. Listen, I love Sarge. You know, people give him shit because uh, he he li- he he didn't live the gimmick. He but he. He over he overstayed his welcome. If if you know what I'm saying, guys. If 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 that makes any sense to you, um, but this match was a fucking terrible. Terrible. But, th- but this is th- this is the definition of where Vince had to start looking for somebody else. He yeah. had to Hogan, and we'll see come Royal Rumble '92 
where people are cheering that Hogan gets fucking eliminated. Like, the, the Hulk Hogan nostalgia is at, is, is at its end here. Um, obviously, we know what, we're going to talk about what happens backstage with, with Warrior. Warrior's not the guy to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we tried the Warrior Project. That's not working anymore. Um, you know, so this is something that it just completely and utterly fell flat. Right. So... I like I said I like the whole Heenan Heenan teasing Hogan the whole week uh, the the whole night about the real world champion coming in we all know who it is but how dope is that that Flair sent him the belt yep he told Jim Hurd to go fuck himself <laughs> yep. Woo! that was fantastic I want twenty five you know that Aline no. so how it worked was Jim Hurd had bought had took over WCW as their as their as their boss Jim Hurd was a um, Pizza Hut executive. And he turned to hire him to run WCW. Didn't he? Know, he didn't know anything about wrestling, but he knew about promotion and advertising and stuff like that, right? So he they wanted Ric Flair to cut his hair, and he wanted him to do a Spartacus gimmick, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Flair said no, and my contract's up. And you know, if you don't do this, you're fired. Da da da. So Flair's like, all right, I'm I'm leaving. Good, I'm gone. Calls Vince up. You still want me? Yeah. I'm going to send the belt up to you, too. I want to be the real world champion. <laughs> Vince is like, okay, do what you got to do. So now there's a retainer. Flair had a retainer of, of I forget how much money on the belt. So Jim Hurd goes, I want the belt back. because fuck you, give me my money. And Jim Hurd wouldn't give him his money, so Flair kept the belt, wow. sent it to Vince, sent it to Bobby. Bobby was on TV for like a month. I have the real world champion. And one night on primetime wrestling on Tuesday night on USA Network, in the middle of the show, he just brings out Ric Flair, and the crowd, and it's like you know, it was like a studio crowd. They went bananas, and then he, I'm the real world champion, and he had the belt blurted out. Yeah, yeah. I that. They, they, it was all this, and it, it, dude, it was the best. I sat, I sat at my friend Tracy's house. I literally jumped off my the couch. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. The belt was replaced. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it, to, 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 it's. The story, and then, like, every time he came out, the belt was blurted. blurted out. But then, like, wasn't the belt changed to, like, uh, another default belt? I think it was, like, a tag. They made, they made, uh... Well, WCW had their own belt. At that point, at, yeah. at, in 91, 91 was the official split of the Crockett's and WCW. That was when Turner officially took over, and they, they made Jim Crockett, like, an executive producer kind of thing. But the Crockett's did not own any more stock in WCW by 91. So by that time, they were like, they would go, Flair's like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving. You ain't getting the belt back. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me my, I think it was 50, 50 Gs it might have been. It was 25 plus interest, he said. Yeah. Wow. So give me my, my money back and I'll give you the belt. Yep. I'm not giving you money back one then. Fuck you then, he said. That's exactly what he said in the interview. He was like, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Yep. Uh, Shaylin had a, a great point. The match should have been Hogan, Warrior, and Sid as a mystery partner versus Slaughter, Undertaker, and Jake Roberts. I love that Shaylin books all of our pay-per-views. And I tell you, you know all what? That would be fucking great, that match. That match, I think, would have been really good. Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm going I'm to kick back on it. Only because, like I said, Slaughter had to carry his team. Yeah. You know, so been like... Do you really want to see Sid Justice powerbomb Sheik and Adnan? I was like, all right, maybe for for purposes, for for pop purposes, maybe. But I don't know if it's something that I want to want to. See. I mean, it would have been, it would have been, it would have got them crazy in the garden. Yes, it would have been a crazy, crazy like, oh my god, it's Sid Justice and whatever. So I would have dealt with then and all right. So anyway, so 
right. Uh, I'll go to the end of the match. Warrior gets beaten down by Slaughter's team. Hogan gets in the ring with the hot tag. Get everyone in it. Warrior wakes up, grabs the chair, and chases Adnan and Mustafa to the back. And he's out. Who basically runs out of the building at that point, I'm sure. So while Sid's back is turned, Hogan does the heel thing and throws some salt in Slaughter's eyes and hits the leg drop for the win. Right? So there's Jay's point. Hogan always the heel. I think I think Hogan always his he was always meant to be a heel. So the buy rate was four hundred and five thousand. Wow! And I'll Ooh. get into the facts. Okay, let's do this real quick. All right. So these are top ten facts from uh, what whatculture.com of stuff that we knew or didn't know about SummerSlam '91. Number ten, the payouts are released. I have everybody's payout. That's okay. even. That's so awesome. All right, Hulk Hogan got seventy-five k plus fifteen k bonus. Wow. wow. Warrior got seventy-five k. He didn't get the bonus. Wonder why. <laughs> okay. Sarge got fifty k. Okay. Sheiky got twenty-five k. Two hundred bucks for a draw. They get two hundred bucks extra for a draw because whatever card you're in, right? General Adnan got ten k. Huh. And two hundred draw. Macho Man got 75K. Liz got 50. LOD got, LOD got 25 per. Uh, Nasty Boys got 17.5K and 200 per draw. Bret Hart got 17K. 17.5K wow. with 200 draw. Hitman, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Perfect, 20K. Virgil got 10K, unfortunately. Wow. DiBiase got 20K. Boss Man, 15K. Mountie got 20K. The Bushwhackers got 5K per. That's it? Quake and Typhoon, 7K per. Huh. Oh. IRS, 5K. Ricky Steamboat, 5K. What? Greg Valentine, 5K. Texas Tornado on his one foot, 5K. Whoa. British Bulldog got 6K. Matilda Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying, Elaine? What about Andre? I'll get to that in a minute, man. Don't fucking rush me. I'm the host here. I was asking. All right, man. Don't, don't, don't try to bum rush the show. What's wrong with you? That's why we can't have so nice things. So, so they down. Come on. People want to know. I'm reading the list, Sunshine. Uh, Power and Glory, 5K each. The, um, the Warlord got 5K. Jimmy Hawk got 8K. I believe that. Because he managed more than one team, I guess, yeah. right? Okay. That's it? It was, not, it was 1991, bro. Call me tits. Sherry got 5K. Andre the Giant. Anybody want to guess? Uh, 15K. I'm going to guess 150. No. 15K. 15, you say 150. What do you say, Faith? Uh, I'm going to lowball it. You're going to lowball it? Lowball it. Say 5. 5K? Rob? 50K. 50K. Elaine? 75. Correct. Get the fuck wow. out of here. He got seventy five K and five hundred for draw. That's Andre fucking money right there. Okay. Holy shit. Now, standby guys. Well, first of all, John Tolos got three K. Slick got three K. Standby guys, guys who didn't wrestle or didn't perform. Fuji, two K. Wow, just for showing up. Paul Barra, three and a half K. Okay. Heartbreak Kid, two K. Coco Beware for the dark match against Kato. He got a grand. God bless him. Max Moon got a K. All right. Wait, is that Paul Diamond or Conan? 
That's Paul Diamond. Good probably. question. It's got to be Paul Diamond. I, I, Conan, Paul Diamond. I, I Conan did a fight three minutes. Yeah. That's Paul. Okay. Max, you know Max Moon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beverly Brothers got a K each. Take it got 5K. Hell yeah. The Brooklyn Brawler, who also was Kim Chi, got a grand. Uh, Marty Jenny got 2K. Half of that went to Coke. All right. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, Pat Tanaka got a K. Wow. The Barbarian got 2K. Jimmy Snooker got 2K. Oh, wow. We know where that went. Coconuts. Yep. Jake Roberts got 5K for doing nothing but go to a wedding reception. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, he had the most interesting storyline afterwards. Well, that's, that's why he got 5K. And Tito Santana only got 1K. Referee Tim White, 750. Oh. Jim Nyhart, 1K. Oh. Well, he didn't even wrestle. Exactly. He's a standby, guys. Bruce Beefcake, 1K. And finally, Sid Justice. Oh, he probably got... If, if, if Andre got 75K and Sid is just fresh off of WCW... Gotta be 75K. He ain't making more than Andre. 75. Rob. 30. 30. 50. 50. Who were we talking about again? Sorry. Sid Justice. Sid Justice. Referee. The, the referee in the main event. 50K. 50. 45. Correct. What? Wow. <laughs> Elaine is right on it. It's my brother right here. Look at it. Elaine's right on it. The brain is two for two. Okay. What did Elizabeth get? Elizabeth got uh, 50K. Wow, how about Macho, huh? 75. Crazy. I mean... Can you imagine just getting... Look at Andre, right? Get 75K for 10 minutes of work. That's genius. If, if even. Genius. Genius. I don't even think it was that much. Fucking genius. That was 10. Number 9, Perfect was injured. Terribly. Had multiple uh, bulging discs in his back. Out for 15 months after that. Yeah. Number 8, that was Andre's last American appearance in WWE. Number seven, the big gold belt holder was revealed. Hell yeah. Number six, Hawk fails a drug test suspended after the match. Shocking. Number five, LOD was the first team to win after their win, was the first team to win the NWA, AWA, and WWF championships. Fuck you, Dudley boys. (laughs) I'm sorry. Number four, six of the eight matches were won by face wrestlers. Oh, but, I mean, this is during the time of the Big Four, so it, it, it should be babyface heavy. Okay, it's, that's facts. Number three, the Warrior was suspended after his after his chair chasing. Literally, he got past the curtain, and, Jim, and, and, and Vince said, you strongholded me, and guess what? You're going home now. Yeah. In a letter, he wrote it. And, and actually, Warrior kept the letter, which is pretty cool. He read it in one of the documentaries. Number two, that was supposed to be Savage's final match. His his final uh, thing, but because of Warrior leaving, he can't. Yeah, he got pulled into Jake's Jake Roberts's feud. That's why Jake was mad at the Warrior. He's supposed, supposed to be making money. Correct. Yeah. And number one, this is the only SummerSlam to outdo Mania in buy rates. Oh. Well, you said what was it? Four fifty. Four hundred fifty thousand. What was the buy rate for WrestleMania? For that year, I have to put, look it up. But that was the only one that drew more than the only SummerSlam that drew better than a Mania. Wow. Ever. And, and rightfully so, because of the time. I was just gonna say, you would think you would think for the time though, too, because uh, well, four fifty is nothing to fucking. That's that that's four oh five, four or five. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm very dyslexic. 
um, four or five. Um, but still, it's still almost a half a but, million. So now, what was the money that that Warrior held him up for in backstage? That extra money that um he held him up for five hundred k, wasn't it? No, fifteen k. Fifteen. He wanted the bonus money. Yeah. He he got seventy five like Hogan, but he wanted the extra fifteen. Hogan got an extra fifteen k. Yeah. He wanted the because 15. he was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that's you know, so the and the mood apparently the apparently Sheik wanted to break him for real. <laughs> Sheik told Slaughter and Hogan, "Let's break him for real." <laughs> like they they all want to beat him up after this after they found out what was going on. They all. And Hogan, Hogan was like, nah. Yeah. Because Hogan was about his money. Like, you know, yeah. let's just, you know, do the match and whatever, whatever. And good for him. I'm not a big Hogan fan, but good for him. Yeah. He, he had the, the, the hindsight to be like, all right, you know what? This is a big deal now. 75K is a lot of money for 10 minutes of work. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't fault the hustle, man. You cannot knock that hustle. So now, here, now here's the question. What does Vince make? If, if, he's, if he's shelling out all this money. What is, and now this is obviously they're not getting paid day of. They're not getting seventy five k up front. No, you get you get paid per show. They didn't get a paycheck, bro. No one had. They didn't have. They didn't have guaranteed contracts back then. You got it's called per diem, like EMS. Yeah. You get you 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 sign up for a shift and you get paid for that particular shift. Yeah, but did Vince have like a projection of like how well this was gonna do? No, he he goes by the gate. He goes by the gate. He gets paid by the gate. Yeah, but those those pay per view num- numbers don't come in until later on. They come in shortly, though. I mean, the, the buy rate is they. That's how he makes his money from the buy yeah. rate and and. Uh, and but the I gate. think that I think the money doesn't come in until like six months later or something like that. Yeah, from the cable company. But I guess if he's, it's I guess you take it from one and just replacing it with another. I guess. But, but isn't it how it works? I think Paulie was saying it with ECW. Like you know, you sign to with a pay per view company. And you have to do X amount of whatever it is. Like you have to draw a certain amount of money. Even or something you gotta break like that. something like that. Like you, they won't pay you unless you. It's almost like you contracted to to earn this many buy rates, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But so uh, that's it. Like, like I said, that that in and of itself. So then, what is Vince getting paid? Like, is he? You know, you gotta assume. You got to assume that obviously after he pays, he's not. He's paying the whole room crew, everything. He's got to be making. Hogan esque money, correct? Uh, I mean, is that would that be fair to say? I mean, we, he's a millionaire at this point. Was I think he? I think after Mania three, you're a millionaire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. Um, and they, and they're making money now, and you're only doing four pay per views a year at this point. Yeah, because I bet you up to three, he was putting all that money back into the company. I would I think to. so. Yeah. Yeah. And how much is it to to uh, put a production? Like that. Or, yeah, you know. I it, it I guess it depends on the venue. It depends on. I mean, I mean that stuff. I mean, yeah. look at these balloons. I like balloons. balloons. I like balloons and shit. I like up. to lick them and let the air out. I like balloons. And so when it, when does Jake the Snake come out? Um, at the wedding reception. That's not it, on the pay per view. No, it's a Coliseum video exclusive. Ah. They have the wedding reception and everybody's hanging out, and all of a sudden Liz opens a box and a cobra snake comes out. Yeah. <laughs> a real cobra snake. Awesome. And then him and Undertaker come out and jump everywhere. Now, you know the story with, with Savage and Jake with the snake, right? Ah. Uh. So, <laughs> you know, you guys know the story? Uh, I think uh, Jake the Snake had mentioned it on... Yeah, so Jake, Jake's got this cobra, and it's devenomized. You bite him. Right. So <laughs> Savage didn't believe him. So, are you going to bite him with the snake, huh? He's like, yeah. Well, why don't you bite yourself with the snake first? And this thing doesn't happen to you, won't be all right. Yeah. Jake was like, are you serious? 
And Savage was, and uh, now, now what we know now about Savage is very meticulous about his matches. So this makes perfect sense to me now that he did this because he planned this all out with him, and he wants to make sure he's not going to get any venom. <laughs> That was menacing looking though. On don't TV. take no elixirs. Yeah. Don't take no nothing. Yeah, no take no elixir, no no antidotes, no nothing. No yeah, nothing. no nothing. Like, Nunca. Jake they get on, get in tr- not get in trouble for like pissing off a snake and like you know making them bite. No, no, no. That was the whole point. Savage wanted him to do that, but Savage wanted to make sure he wasn't getting bit for like getting no, no, venom. Sure. Like how did, how does the company not get in trouble? What actually happened? Nineteen ninety one. No. It's like, you know, it's like in the 70s sitcoms when Onessa and, and Red Fox, they all dropped the N-bomb, right? No, no one, you do that now. You can do that then, you can't do that now, you know? And they yeah. censored it on TV. Right. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and dude, you got you to gotta admit, man, when uh, the snake is biting uh, Savage, that's one of the most hardcore things ever just, yeah. it, it, it was menacing. It, it was, was menacing. Unbelievable. It was I, m- absolutely menacing, and it was so fun. And the, and the fact that it, it didn't really have a true close is, is kind of uh, sad in a way because, I mean, they had the match, you know, but, you know, Savage is thrown right into the, the heavyweight, you know, title pitcher in WrestleMania 8. You know, but God, it would have been such a great match to to close that out. That was such a great storyline. I wish I wish they would have had a little bit more to the to you know to that to that bone. But uh, but dude, to listen to Jake tell that story it's though is, is worth the the price of admission. Yeah, man. that's one of his better. He's a pretty decent storyteller, but he does a great job with that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it just shows you how savage was. Like you know, he's oh, yeah. that, that old school. I, can you blame him? I mean. I don't know if I'm gonna want a cobra to take my spot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> snake man. I don't want the snake taking my spot. Yeah. yeah. I want you. No, it's uh, Tito Santana. <laughs> no, it's uh, Ricky Steamboat. No, it's uh, nobody. No. Snake rises no. to the top. No. That's, yep. that's right. That's right. Where are my fucking sound clips here? I'm sitting here doing this like an idiot. Where am I? I can't. Why is this thing all. This thing gets all jumbled. Hold on a minute. Here we go. <laughs> that's it's 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 amazing so uh yeah i mean it ended on a on a good note but that that main event match just fell effing flat yeah what didn't fall flat it was this wonderful uh show tonight um, yes absolutely not i can't thank you guys enough for being here tonight it made made everything um you guys are awesome. Thank you all for your wonderful gifts and uh, yes, and your friendship and everything that comes with that. Because it's it's been a fun nine years. Next year will be ten years, hopefully, and we'll have a big party, hopefully. Um, talk about SummerSlam '92. '92. Hell yeah! Yeah, SummerSlam '92 will be the throwback next year. Wembley. I apologize for the video the mishap. You can blame Jane's shitty camera, and my shitty computer wouldn't reboot. <laughs> that we have to screw together now when the show ends. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Literally, he's not kidding, by the way. Literally, literally. literally. Hello, hello. But I hope you guys have a wonderful stay. Um, we'll see you tomorrow in uh, in the city of brotherly love, As if you will. Cheesesteaks. You have to go. Yeah, you guys have to go to gyms and get some cheesesteaks. And then we're gonna go to Rocky Steps. You going to Rocky Steps? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be those guys. I've I've done it. <laughs> I've done it too. And I've hummed the song too. Yeah. And then I said, "Hey, woman, hey, woman." 
I did yeah. all. I always get my. I get my club when I when I when I hit Philadelphia. I get my club a lang. I'm, I'm like all. I go. Like, hey woman, what's your prediction for the fight? Pain. 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 So um, many sound bites in that movie. Oh. My yeah. favorite. My favorite Rocky movie. Rocky Four. I think my favorite was 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 uh, Four. Yeah. But Three is Thunderlips. So you, you know you can't. Uh, you cannot. You can't beat that. That the ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. You, know? <laughs> you can't beat that. That scene. Come on, with, meatball. <laughs> with with Rocky driving the Trans Am, just shifting, banging through the gears, with Survivor on in the background. There's no easy way out. He's just shifting gears. Fucking. One of the scene. best soundtracks to a movie Fuck ever. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Kenny Loggins, Gladys Knight, Survivor, James Brown. James Brown. Seven down, people said. Hey. <laughs> All right. What's anything else, guys? Nah, I think that's it. Anything else, Rob? Good. Good. You good. Yeah, man. Yeah, you good. Okay. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks thank for playing. You, everybody. you guys are awesome. Really, sincerely, I can't thank you enough. Really, and thank you everybody for hanging out with us these last nine years. It's been a fucking blast. Um, I promise we'll get an upgrade on the, on the equipment. I promise. We're gonna set out that GoFundMe. Let's do this. GoFundMe. Yeah, they they, they want to start up GoFundMe, but no one. Uh, yeah, we'll do baby, it. Baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby. Help an N word out. All right. Ninja. Ninja. You guys all know the social media right. handles, and you know the way to buy the shirts for wrestlingtees dot com, and uh, we're on Facebook and every other platform there is. We even we're even on Amazon. And I, I Heart Radio and Suck It Bezos and your sister's Walkman and uh, Pastor Sadell's Sony Discman. <laughs> Maniac Matt's MP3 player. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> We're out of here, kids. Thank you very much. We love you all. We'll see you next week, unless Jay gets sick again. <laughs> same bad time, same bad channel. And uh, don't be a jerk off. Good night, Choppy. You fuck. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.